Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome back to another episode of Wrestling Around. And for the first time in a while, because we haven't been punished enough, we're going back to WCW and not even the good stuff. The tail end of WCW, Bash at the Beach 2000. But before we get into the delights of that, joining me is the world famous Terry Peters. Terry Peters, how are we doing? Yeah, all right. I've just had to finish that yawn quite quickly. So I they are already. We've already. not even got into the main show and you bored already. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you're very bored watching this, aren't you? What was it? Three hours of this near enough. Pretty much. But yeah, yeah. Although, although, now I've finished it, I'm all good. Now I've finished it, I'm all good. Oh, happy days. Joining me as well is Lou Markham. Lou, how are you doing? I'm very good, thank you. Had a lovely uh, interaction with Tom Campbell off of Cultaholic uh, this week. Um, Scott Tarkin, he, he put up some comments, commentary. I was like, it's pretty good. So I told him, it's pretty good. Uh, we got Tarkin in the end. He's, uh, he's listened to the podcast. And I imagine now he's a, he's a massive fan. So um, shout out to Tom. If he's yeah, listening. Well done. Well done. Yeah. Um, so no, it's good, to, it's good to hear. It was, just, it was just nice to get that, um, that feedback from, from someone who's very, very good at his job. Um, so yeah. it, was, it was nice to hear. Well, thank you, thank you, Tom, for supporting what is the number one podcast in Hull. Yeah, so, in, the, um, in the twenty-four to twenty-five demographic. There we go. So yeah. winners all around. Can I'm not totally can. Yeah. Well, that's all that matters, Terry Peters. All that matters is if you're topping your demographic that you may well have made up. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Dev Dev Melser um, has not listened to the podcast as of yet. I've I've tried a couple of times. Um, Do you know what I, mean? I don't want him to listen. No, I want him to. Because no, because our demographic is the worldwide that's not including Dev Melser. And we're we're winning in that. So you know what I mean? Like, it's whole like um twenty oh, I just cut myself out of it, I really. Twenty four to thirty. <laughs> there we go. But also also um also our mum and dad. Yeah, so you know, worldwide. It's not our fault you're old though, is it Lou? Go on a bit, but you know, it's why yeah. I'm the old, I'm the old wise head of this podcast. Nearly thirty, yeah, yeah. Which is why when you two today are gonna be like, oh, this show was fucking shit. I'm gonna actually tell you why it was really good. Well, you'll be wrong. Because you know it. We'll enjoy that later on. So I appreciate Mama Char, um, rest in mind. So WCW, yeah, it's been a while since we've gone back to WCW. I think it was the last one Spring Stampede. No, we did. Um, yeah, we did the. Oh, Robocop. Robocop one, yeah, I, I, I don't even know what 
What, what that event was called? Capital Combat on it. That was it. So the Capital Combat? Yeah. Yeah. Combat 90. So they've had 10 years to sort themselves out. So Peters, without giving any spoilers away for the show, um, do you think they've sorted themselves out in 10 years? Um, no. <laughs> I, I, I think they've peaked in, in maybe in, in the middle years. So you think they've gone up and gone back down? Is that what oh, you're absolutely. They have slid back down. If they were on a slide, they'd, they'd have fallen straight on the face. It's yeah. like when you go on the slide, when you climb up to it, and then on a hot summer's day, you burn your ass coming down on the metal slides. That is WCW at this point. They've just I, burnt their ass and they're completely on the face. I would, I, would, I would go a bit further on then, that Peters, and say, you know, when they get to the end of the slide and like a little child and they don't know how to get off, so they just face plant off. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. That's why they're face down. That yeah, is. Yeah. WCW, and then maybe like a dog took its head on them while it was on the floor. <laughs> while they've got third degree burns on their ass from the yeah. hot slide. Yeah, yeah. They're not yes. in a they're not in a good position. Lou, you um uh, notably on the rest that... of the podcast as a WCW defender. it never action never stops, did it? Mm-hmm. What, do, what do you mean by action? Because I think we've got different. Uh... Well, you know, there's a lot of backstage segments, which was nice. The matches weren't too long, which was nice for me. There's I like that. There's a lot of them, so you get bang for your buck. Some, some of them went yeah. on too long. As do, we'll get do to. you get bang for your buck? Big wrestling talking points. Not, not for a good way. Would you have been happy to pay fifty dollars for this year? Well, no. no, but that's because I'm in the UK, though. You don't pay for you'll, be happy to, you'll be happy to pay 25 quid for this year. No, you won't pay 25. Back in the day, it was like 14, 15 quid, right? Would you have been happy to pay 15 quid for this year? Yeah. Really? Yeah, about 14 or 15 pounds at this point in your life. Bit, bit, bit of history on it. Bit of uh, the lovely, lovely history. Do you want the next one? Yeah. Outrageous. Well, what's, gonna, what's happening with the world title? You don't know. All right, let's block him. <laughs> oh god, we're not on your Twitch stream now, Peters. <laughs> can't just uh, time me out for ten minutes. Oh, hey, nonsense. Can, I, can I kick him out this call in all seriousness? <laughs> That'd be quite funny. So we go. Friday nights, join Terry Peters on Twitch in the Bell Nation. You find me in the comments and you'll find Lou getting blocked every five minutes. <laughs> yeah, you'll find me every ten minutes in the comments. And you'll find me getting promoted. One comment and then uh then I'm out again. There we go. Apparently it sounds like you can't use the C word on uh on Twitch. Oh, right, there we go then. And rightly so. Yeah. Terry Peters isn't having it, but that's enough Terry Peters promotion because he, he gets free on this show. Yeah, I'll tell you, hang on a minute, just just while we're talking about Terry Peters Twitch, right? <laughs> so at the end of every, uh, well, in fact, quite for, throughout these shows, most of the time, we mentioned the Bell Nation Twitch stream. Because we're good friends. Yeah. 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 Our so own you, family look at each other. So Ross, you were, on, you were online at the end of um, Peters Twitch stream. I was yes. indeed. And Joe, yeah, he, he tweeted, he said, like, oh, you know, watch the YouTube channel, the Bell Nation YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah. Follow him on Twitter at Bell Nation. Yeah, and you know what he did then? What? He ended the fucking stream. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen what's in the bio, though? Wrestling around is there. bio? To be fair, if you were to ask me, who out of us three do I think reads bios, it would probably be you. Who, me? Yeah. I always read that it's like when you buy something, I always read the worst reviews just to see how idiotic they are, to see if it's actually a good product. Yeah, see, because... I, um, I have a, an issue with people reading bad reviews because I'm of the opinion that if you have a really good time, you just think, oh, yeah, but a really good time, and you don't bother leaving a no, good review. No, so it's, it's more... when people leave reviews of people who 
leave bad reviews. Yeah, it's more on products though. Like on when you go on something, just on a side note before I get into it, when like something's rated like four and a half stars, well, why? What's the bad things? Because obviously it's quite good. And then it's usually just like on Amazon arrived late. It's like, well, that's not reviewing the product, is it? You're just quite clearly an idiot that doesn't know what this review is about. Also, just, well, just go, go sort yourself out. Well, wrong reviews. Uh, I have no issue with people leaving bad or good reviews, but the people no, who no, leave, no. it's like I have one scene on Just Eat because Just Eat is the worst place ever for reviews, uh, and it was like food was wrong, arrived cold, um, didn't taste very nice, four out of six stars. What? <laughs> well, if you're gonna leave a bad review, leave a bad review. Don't slag it off in the comments and then just leave like two thirds of the stars <laughs> give it one star and you know it inflates bad takeaways but yeah i think oh. you should give you should give it five stars there if it's worth five stars like so you should say something like very good podcasts if you love wrestling you love hearing a unique take on past events also i'm sure everyone wants to see terry of a rat tail there you go you've just uh stole my next line of if you are enjoying what we're doing here don't forget to leave a five star review and it, it does make a difference and we really enjoy it yeah being listen to the being listening to these guys for as long as i can remember so that guy was obviously, obviously we've got we've got a goldfish <laughs> listening to uh, <laughs> the show. <laughs> hey, what's this like? Episode fourteen, fifteen, sixteen? Is it sixteen? Hey, that's that's hell of a lot of weeks. That is it sixteen? I'll have a look on our iTunes feed. Sixteen. Yeah, that's what a quarter of a year. No, mm-hmm. We've been in lockdown for a quarter of a year, haven't we? Well, I don't think we're ever going to get back out. Episode bloody sixteen. There we go then. And this is what we're doing for you. Yeah. Sorry, viewers listeners but. and to be fair that guy could well have heard us talking about wrestling instead of watching the shower of shy that is whole city so <laughs> maybe he has yeah. been listening he yeah, has been listening be. to us for years true it could be the uh could be the guy in front of us couldn't he it could be yeah. the guy next to you that stinks thank you very much for that oh <laughs> no you're sure you're on the show <laughs> yeah. oh, that's true. <laughs> oh, Oh my right, god. Let's leave, let's leave it in and go from there. <laughs> <laughs> right. So you were saying, Ross, um, Bash of the Beach 2000. So I just need a minute. <laughs> what the fuck am I supposed to do now? <laughs> we're just, we're, honestly, we're just, you know, we, we don't have anything out of the rest of In context of the show, which is still recording and we're still continuing, Peter's just showing sheep. <laughs> Just look there, mate. I'm gonna go from there. <laughs> but enough shenanigans and sidelining, because I imagine there's a hell of a lot to talk about on this show. There's a lot of sidelining in this show. Yeah, let's get in to WCW Bash at the Beach 2000. So it took place on July the 9th at the Ocean Centre in Daytona Beach, Florida. Um, a crowd of 6,500 people. It looked pretty sold out. Yeah. Especially at the start, it did. It looked a small arena, because usually as well, like two tiers, aren't they? But this was only like a one-tier thing. Yeah, I believe it was the same venue that um, the NWO formed in, like four years oh, earlier. Uh, oh, it, was, it was at Bash of the Beach 96. Yeah. It? They did a lose yeah, that I think lot. Yeah, it was, it was I think it was the same venue as well. You just upset everyone because now you've reminded us how good WCW could have been, <laughs> <laughs> and within four years it turned into this show. It is, it is weird, isn't it? Like, so if you think about the difference between like the '96 shows that we watched and the 2000 shows in in that, and the massive difference, and then you think of 
beating East last week and the difference, I mean, obviously there's no fans now, but like up until like February this year and not that much has changed in five years in yeah. WWE, really. The same guys are on top more or less. Obviously, Cena's gone now. But more, other than that, it's the same top guys. But in four years, the entire business has changed and then changed back again. The and it's still mad that like two years after this, TNA's there. My, I yeah. think one of the main issues I think is WCW to get the star power initially gave a lot of freedom to the wrestlers with the creative control. And I think you had too many people pushing out too many chests because just to try and get the point across. Whereas in WWE, you don't get that. There's one man, rightly or wrongly, one man says it, and that's how it goes. In WCW, there's too many people involved, too many fingers in different pies, and I think that's where it falls down. Because everyone's got different ideas. Everyone wants to put themselves over, and and it doesn't help anyone, does it? You need yeah. one You need one voice from the top. And I think I what we're saying yeah. is like how great WCW was in 1996. And uh, you know, obviously you guys didn't think it was good in 2000. And like, when you look at the main differences... Year two thousand, I, I checked this. No Tower of Doom match, like all year. <laughs> no, Give but there was that. There was that crappy David Arquette match. That <laughs> was, what was the that? Jim Cage. Cage. So there was that. There was that shit. That, that was great. I think I agree. I will with defend Peters. the Triple Cage to the death. By well, the we'll watch that. When, we, when, when we it comes to it, it we'll time, watch we will, it. Oh, we will. But I would agree with Peters, and I would say the main difference I think between WWF and WCW is WCW chopped and changed a lot at the top. And WWF get one person, so you've got one vision. It, it Whereas help. if you keep swapping your management, someone comes in, starts doing something, doesn't really do it, they get let go. Someone comes in, starts something else, doesn't really do it. So it's not even that though, because the management could do things, but then the people that are working for that management have the right to overwrite them, and that's where the problem starts when when your wrestlers are bigger than your management. All right, Russo. Put people up in that. We'll get to that later on. There's a full other, promo on it. <laughs> other than football, what other than football as well in in general settings? Where is it where the people who are paid? Where is it where management are on a less in control than the people that they're managing? I get that. In in a normal organization, what what? You manage your say it's good. Then, it? In the normal organisation, people are expendable. So you could sack someone and then get somebody else who could do his job. You can't sack Hulk Hogan and get another Hulk Hogan. Or you can get Terry Hogan or whatever he was called. Horace, that was it, wasn't it? It's Terry Blair. <laughs> yeah, no, I was thinking of Horace Hogan. Oh, yeah. Horace, Obviously. Terry Hogan, you were doing cosplay with your bald head. <laughs> <laughs> you <were the> brother. <laughs> famous, famous Randy Hogan as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's, another, there's another Randy Hogan in that video like 20 years later, aren't uh, Anyway. <laughs> Christ. It begins. Lou, um, you know, I think we did this last week. Ocean Centre, Dates on the Beach. Uh, uh, do you know what? I'm going, to look at the, I'm going to look at the menu live on live on Wrestling Around. Well, it won't be live by the time we listen to it. It'll be fine, live, it? live for us, though. So yeah. just, we can see your reaction. So, so shrimp. Is it still there, do you think? Well, this, is the, this is the main thing, isn't it? Some, last time I looked, it wasn't even there. There's going to be some sort of fish, aren't there? If it's yeah, I thought they ate shrimp or something like that. It's, it? it's open. Well, then, what have we got? Let's have a look. Let's get on the uh, the menu. Is there a menu? Uh, it's a convention centre now. Oh, food service. Food service. Oh, oh. Service. Oh, it's a catering menu. So it's just catering. They just do catering now. There's no um, kiosks. What have we got? Well, there's more than, like, nachos. Oh, we got? Oh, Oh, bloody hell, look at this. Continental breakfast. Oh, nah, don't get me started on a continental breakfast. No, it's it an American type of breakfast. It's an American continental breakfast, don't it? 
Is that, is that a cheese and ham sandwiches? No, it's a cheese and ham sandwich. No, it's, it's, do you remember it's, cheese it's and jam for breakfast? Muffins, Danish and, and croissants. Oh, so, oh, right. so, do you remember cheese and jam for breakfast when we went to London? Yeah, it's yeah, a disgrace. Just, oh, it's a disgrace, and we'll be moving on. I'm just there's 15 pages of this menu. So you, what you see is you 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 spoiled for choice. Yeah, I'd say spoiled for choice. I mean, it doesn't look like you can actually attend an event here now. Um, it looks like it's just like a convention center, and they do like buffets and stuff. To be fair, after the events that have been held in this arena in '96 and 2000, there's a few ghosts lying about in, in it's, that. It's got a section region. called Dessert Enhancement Choices, which can only be good. Um, I would say it's just a tad on the um, on the expensive side. Florida, though, isn't it? It's, um, yeah. $29 for a buffet, $29 per head for a buffet is a bit much, isn't it? Is it all yeah. you can eat? If it's all you can eat. Well, it's, I mean, no one had steak on it, in fairness. Well, there you go. No, there you go, then. If it's like Fazenda. Yeah, well, happy days. Well, yeah. Enjoying it. Yeah. Right, enough, enough about the food. So, we start with the pay-per-view. Not with the arena. Not with the commentators. We get <laughs> oh. the, new, the new commissioner, Ernest the Cat Miller, or Commissioner Cat, as he's called. Um, he's getting out of his limo. He's currently banning uh, the Misfits in Action, or the MIA, and the Filthy Animals from the first match. And as he's doing this... The young dragon surround him. I have issues. Is it the incredibly racist Chinese oriental music? Uh, there's many issues I've got. So someone has quite clearly got this crowd of people outside the arena for the commissioner. Yeah, I've got, I've got no issue no, with no, that. No, 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 no. Oh, no, no, that's not the problem I've got. There's no reaction from anyone. <laughs> oh, the, cat, the cat gets out the car. You just stand there, look at him. Why is no one shouting? Oh, there's some ninjas over there, mate. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're ninjas and you can't see them. And then, like you say, the incredibly racist gimmick itself <laughs> and the music. But there's no reaction. When you think of people getting out of cars, everyone gets a big cheer, don't they? No one gives a shit that the Cat Miller is coming out of that limo. No one cares. So someone has quite clearly got these people there and gone, oh, will you do this? And you think, oh, yeah, that sounds cool. No one cares. No one cares. So it's already off to a bad start. I mean, I did some digging into you, this. You were, is... you were expecting me to uh, pick up on the crowd, not cheering way you there. You, no, no. <laughs> I mean, I, I have no issue with them gathering crowds. That's, no, no, I've got no issue yeah. with the gathering crowds. I just want a reaction from the crowd. But there's just nothing. It's dead. I didn't but, think yeah, of that. I did, some, I did some digging into this, and um, there was no payoff. Well, no, exactly. Because <laughs> it carries on, it doesn't just, it? We just started, and it ended, and that was that. So the, I don't know why the young dragons were trying to attack him all the time. Um, Does he like getting the opportunities on it or something? Is it, was it? I don't know. It, there's one point where he was, I think it was later on the show, it's like, but you had a great match on Thunder. And he, oh, no, he said you did a great job, and then he, they concentrate on the word job because insider terms you are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, you know. Yeah. I, I, I thought it was funny. Did you really? Yeah. True call so show the, through, don't they? The, no, the bit that I liked was that the music just kept playing, and he used to they used to be from that one tried to attack him again, and I'm like, this guy happened. I just thought it was a funny joke that kind of, and as Samoa Joe would say, ninjas can really ruin a night. Yeah, it's true. That's true. That is true. Thankfully, they didn't on this occasion. They're one of the uh, probably highlights of this show. So enough of the ninjas. Well, for now, just yeah. put put a pin in that. Right, right. Every show that we watch, there is one person or one thing that literally runs right throughout the full show. And why is it always Jeff Jarrett? <laughs> <laughs> it's just, 
Yeah. But we'll get to that. So we finally go inside the arena. We've got the three commentators, Tony Shivani, Scott Hudson and Matt Madden. They're all wearing Hawaiian shirts because you know Bash at the Beach. We have our first match. We've got Juventus Guerrero who comes out with the filthy animals, Conan, Disco Inferno, <laughs> Rey Mysterio. The, come on, the man's an absolute legend and he's doing this crap. Can we appreciate Conan's um, plaster, yeah. plaster on his elbow as well? It's half coming off. We can't Conan, appreciate anything about Conan. Why, why does everyone love, love this guy? Okay, Conan does his, his normal promo that doesn't lame. say anything. He's just the lamest he's, person on the planet. He's not so, like, he was, was, Disco was Inferno was there, or Hip Hop Inferno, as he was known. Yeah. <laughs> I would <laughs> say Disco Inferno was worse. You you think that, but yeah, somehow, for me, Conan comes across as even lame. I think it's because Conan takes it seriously. Like, Hip Hop Inferno. <laughs> Ridiculous to have said out loud. Is he wearing a Lakers well, it's like an obvious, as well? And shorts, but I think the shorts are from a different kit. I think they're from the, yeah. the rod kit. Right. But... Um, yeah, somehow he doesn't come across the lamest. Just there's something about Conan that I just do not like. I don't know if I've made that clear on previous episodes of the show. Oh, you have. Um, I just, yeah. just, I just find him just atrocious. Yeah, well, sorry, sorry, Conan, because I've heard that his promotion in Mexico is pretty good. Well, he's supposed to be one of the great minds, isn't he? But I'm yet to see it. They're going up against possibly an even worse team, the Misfits in Action at MIA. We've got Lieutenant Loco, better known to you and me as Chavo Guerrero. He's the champion, but until Guerrero has the belt. No, I don't know who's face or heel or what the hell's going on. I know, that's what but, I know. Yeah, I had no idea who is who. No, Bill DeMott makes an, un, an unfortunate appearance as well. He's not Bill DeMott in this. He is known as General Erection. <laughs> Booker T. Is his first time, like, Ernest or something? Yeah, Booker T promoted him to General. Booker T was involved with them for some reason. Yeah, I was going to say, Booker T, you're better than this. He was Jack Bro, because he lost the T. Yeah, he was just Booker. Oh, my God. But then, he, then he was just G.I. Bro on it for this. Yeah. yeah. You know what we were saying about how things can go to a car crash? That's why it's a fucking car crash. General erection. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's general erection. That's why it's funny. Yeah. Well, whatever. It's bollocks, isn't it? No, it's um, the other one. You would think, because everyone's always said, for all the to be the Cruiser is the best bit. You would think Juventus Guerrero against Tavago would be a good match, and it was not. <laughs> they always start with the cruiserweights as well, don't they? This was one of the worst cruiserweight matches I've seen. There was so much crap in it. So like, at one point, Hovey oh, goes outside for about 10 minutes, and the ref doesn't even count. I've got a few uh, ref issues. Yeah, there's, the refs... What is Just throughout this pay per What is oh, the was point? It, was it the fact that Adam Wilborn was on the refs? Yeah, yeah. I'll, yeah, <laughs> I have noted him. I was like, I, was like, I would have been... I thought he looked like the Shermanator from American <laughs> Pie. Actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he's a young Sheamus. Yeah, maybe. But there's just loads of shenanigans. So the filthy animals come out in masks. Well, one of them comes out in a mask. And what's the mask <laughs> that he's wearing? I can't remember for the filthy animals. Is it is it Bill Clinton? No, no that's, that's later on. Is that's that human match. That's Hugh, uh, that's Hugh Morris or General oh, God. Or yeah. Um, oh. so they so get... he's got two ring names that are both puns. That's good stuff from it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll build him out over there. Yeah. I know it turned out to be a piece of shit. I was gonna say shame is a piece of shit, isn't it? Yeah. So the filthy animals come out and get sent away, and because there's that much shenanigans going on, we nearly missed the guilty leg drop to the outside, which is one of the big spots <laughs> in the match. That wasn't uh, even hit that well. I've got some issues with the crew as well on this whole show. Because uh, a bit, yeah. it's a bit later on. Oh, they, they had, they had the crew had a hard night. <laughs> so they we had a hard night. Where MIA come out in masks. Um, as I say, one's in the Bill Clinton mask. <laughs> um, All right. So right, just the guy in the Bill Clinton mask. 
I'm first. I didn't realise it was a mask. <laughs> I thought it was just weird old. <laughs> it was Bill Clinton. No, I just no, I didn't realise it was Bill Clinton. I just thought it was some weird old, old guy. Like I thought. Like no, it looked more. It looked less like Bill Clinton than more like Ray Walker. <laughs> Imagine that. It's good, but that's not right. <laughs> say what you see. And then just like, yeah, just, just Roy Walker just stand up and interfered in the match. I would have preferred Roy Walker. To yeah, us. but I genuinely thought, like, I genuinely thought it was Roy Walker for a split second because I didn't realize it was a mask affair. I said, oh, that's Bill Clinton. <laughs> I mean, I think it was Matt Madden was actually trying to claim it was Bill Clinton. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, he's my other issue. You know, last week I was like, oh, I like it when the heel commentator is biased. He was crap. He was awful. Potentially changed my mind after this night. The com- yeah. I thought the whole booth was crap. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was. It wasn't great, was it? I couldn't hear them anywhere. <laughs> yeah, that's probably a good thing. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> that probably adds a point onto your final score. Because <laughs> you couldn't hear the bloody commentary. So, Lieutenant Loco finally wins after a tornado DDT. He retains his belt, but also get- gets his belt. It went 12 minutes. It was... Typical Russo, incredibly overbooked. Terry Peters, what did we think? I mean, can I add anything to what you've just said? I don't, I don't really know. I mean, to me, it's just, it, it wasn't very good. I, I thought the finish was okay with a Dudley Dog-like thing, but I thought the gimmicks were terrible. I thought that, I, I just wasn't impressed. When you see what we've seen from Hoovy 2 before as well, because we've seen it a couple of times, haven't we? On paper, I thought, oh, this is going to open well. It's, it, there's too many shenanigans. It's too confusing what's going on. You don't know who's the heel. You don't know who's the face. And there's too many interruptions. I know what they always say about Russo is that everyone has a, a place. Everyone's got a thing going on, haven't they? But oh, it, sometimes it's fatal. It was, it was very confusing got, in the pop, beginning. But when you've so got a big roster and everyone... When yeah. you've got a big roster as well and everyone's got a place, it doesn't help matters, does it? Because no. you, you get factions like this that don't make any sense to people 20 years later like us three. And I don't think they'd have made a lot of sense at the time. Well, that's what I mean, so God knows what it was like at the yeah. time. Because like, you, you watch wrestling and all of a sudden Roy Walker turns up and you're like, what's going on here? <laughs> go, on, go on, Lou, defend this. Everyone's got a place on it. You know, Roy can't, Walker turns up for money. I, I enjoyed it. Um, did you? It was all right. No, it, it, was, it was all right. I didn't enjoy it. I just thought I did think it was. I I thought like the the people coming in the mask was that lame. That it was funny in my opinion. Anyway, like, I, just, I found it mildly humorous. Was you laughing? Match, at, was you laughing at them or with them? Uh, I found it more at them. So that's not the issue. No, with it was them. just like I don't know. It, it was like a really lame version of um when Bobby Heenan can't get in the first row and he keeps turning up in disguises to try. And, so yeah, me build. well, that's quite funny. This um, is not oh, and Dean Ambrose, when Dean Ambrose dressed up as the Mountie to get back to his SmackDown show once. Yeah, that was again, that's one person. This is too many yeah. people trying to... I'm more focused on the fact that I thought, I thought um, it was Roy Walker. You <laughs> enjoyed it because you thought Roy Walker was potentially there. <laughs> yeah, it just made me laugh because he walks in because I was like, who's that guy? Then I realised it was a mask. Because it, it was obviously like a fake, like, but because he was that heavily tanned. It measured his body pretty well. Uh, yeah, so. one one issue I do have, and this is with the entire show, is I just thought the red ropes didn't go with the rest of the aesthetic of the show. <laughs> really put me off. I can't say I noticed them that much. Could have been done with like blue, being blue or yellow. I think. What was that? Yeah. Sorry? The, the, ro- the ring, rope. the ring ropes. So just the red. It was. Just, it felt the wrong color. Didn't notice. Uh, Sunburn. There you go. Yeah. Like it, stuff like, stuff like that. Stuff like that bothers me. Stuff like that bothers you, but that match didn't. No, no, really, it's a good, it's a good 
There we right. go. Right. I'll do. Move on. So, yeah, moving on from the from the cruiserweight, Loco retains his title. Um, we go back to Ernest Miller. He's talking to the Young Dragons. This is where there's that incredibly racist promo where they don't. He says they did a good job inside the terms. They obviously don't understand what he means because ha ha ha. Look at these. They're Oriental. <laughs> they're ninjas. They don't understand American. He's interrupted by Jeff Jarrett. So Lou, you know. And and a singing Viking. Apparently yeah. it's a fat lady, isn't it? I didn't pick up on oh, this. It's all over till the fat lady sings. Yeah, I picked up on this later on because I wrote down who yeah, and what is that woman with. There's with a video package to explain in there, but yeah, for a long time I was like, what the... Yeah. Why, um, why, why, why? It reminded uh, me of Asterix. Jeff Jarrett's asking for Hogan, and then uh, Ernest Cat Miller said promised Hogan would be part of the show, and it would be. I feel yeah. as it was very rude as well of Jeff Jarrett just to storm in and not knock. Well... Something about slap nuts, I guess. I don't know. He's, he's just fucking shit, isn't he? It's just not. A, he's just not a main eventer, is he? No, he's a mid card at best. Where's, yeah, where's Colonel Robert the, Parker when you need him? Bring him yeah. back. Put him with him again. I think that's the, that's the issue. It's just. It's just. It just has never come across as a. Uh, and I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna upset the AEW guys again now. I feel the same way about Cardi. Well, oh, no, Cody's uh, not in, no, 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 Cody's not in the main event anymore because he's the TNT yeah. champion. Because yeah, he's, not, sel- like, he's, not, sel- he's I, not allowed to wrestle because he's not I selfish. He's, he's so, so, and I think this might be the same for TNA. I might be wrong. But Jeff Jarrett is always seen as like, oh, he's an underrated guy. He should be world champion or whatever. And he, you know, he did it for a bit in WCW. And after that, he did, his, uh, did it in TNA. And it was good for that niche audience. But the, the, wider, the wider public didn't really buy it. Because he never drew. Jeff Jarrett and never drew. Yeah, and I think it's the same as, as kind of... As I don't know, it's quite the artist, to be fair. Yeah, it just doesn't... doesn't, doesn't, doesn't some people just aren't made for it, and it's a shame. But, like, you get that far. Like, <laughs> to, to, to get that far in wrestling is good. But some people just don't make it all the way to the top, because not everyone can make it to the top. But I mean, that's some. this shows why. Like, everyone's like, oh, they, they've been here a while, so they should be world champion. They deserve it more. Not everyone has that like it factor that makes them a good world champion. Yeah, it's like footballers. Some footballers are destined to play at League One. Some are destined to play in the Premier League. It doesn't yeah. mean then doesn't mean they're not good at what they do and they're not better than. Yeah. Well, the it's best just like some. So there's some really good actors out there who are known as supporting roles, aren't they? Yeah. They're not they're not they don't carry the franchise. Yeah. And I, it's, I guess it's the same in wrestling, but I don't think it's any. I think Tyler Breeze said to someone, didn't he? When they're like, "Oh, you deserve more," and he's like, "Well, I'm living out my dream." Yeah, being in the WWE, but yeah, I just I don't I don't know. I just think this kind of Jeff Jarrett as a whole kind of shows that not every wrestler can make it to the main event. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, I think that I should, you... I should make it to the main event. So yeah, and I suppose he shouldn't have had as many chances as he got. No, I can understand maybe trying it once, but I don't think there was that much of a groundswell for him before. <laughs> But moving on from Jeff Jarrett because he'll be back. So will so will Young Dragons and so will Buddy the Cat. <laughs> we go on to a promo from Big Vito, who I cannot take seriously. Um, it's because of his WWE run. <laughs> that nice was my not first. Address, it? Yeah, that was my first like coming into the scene. Big Vito, that was my first introduction to him. And yeah, he, you know you can't ever make a second first impression, can you? Yep. <laughs> so no, I can't see anything else. He's the hardcore champion. This was still a thing. It, I haven't seen a good WCW hardcore match. I don't think they really cared about it, did they? They did it to combat him. Right? Yeah. And he's beaten up... I can't remember the name of the block. Ralphus. No, he's in the match. Spoiler oh, alert. 
he beat somebody up, and you know, <laughs> uh, who should have been in the match. So he got replaced it's, it's by a, Terry Funk. Yeah, Terry Funk. Uh, yeah, Terry someone Funk. else, someone else got beat up before that. The wor- the, on Terry Funk, he did the worst title shot you've ever seen to the head because he quite clearly just hits him in the shoulder, and Funk just like sort of rolls back. It's shocking. Did Funk not get bust open? No, he didn't. <laughs> Didn't want to swing a lad around his head, was they to do that? So, yeah, he beat somebody up, up first, and then he beat up Toe Punk. Toe Punk. Toe Punk. My God, imagine that, seeing Funk and Toe Punk come together. Great. <laughs> oh, this just fell apart. He's beat up Toe Funk, so he's got no opponent, so he's going to get a mystery opponent, and out comes Norman Smiley, which was a surprise to me, but having done some digging... Apparently, he was the only guy left in the hardcore division, so it was not a surprise to anybody at the time. Well, he wasn't, though, was he? Because there was He's with... Well, he comes out with Ralphus, who I just don't get. I know he's a big part of Chris Jericho's thing, but I don't get him at all. Just an yeah, it was, it was working just back there, funny. Yeah. yeah. Jericho thought he looked funny, I think, yeah. and got him involved. Apparently, um, when Jericho got signed by WCW... Um, WWE, sorry, Ralphus thought he was in part of the deal. <laughs> so he like got to like a week going, and Jericho was like saying, saying his goodbyes. It was his last show. Ralph said something like, "Yeah, I won't miss this place." Or when we get to WWF, and Jericho's like, "You're not coming. <laughs> you won't sign the deal." <laughs> I don't know. That, I'm sure Jericho said that on one of his podcasts. Yeah, I don't know how true it is, but it might have been one of the ones he did with um, Comrade Thompson. I'll have to uh, listen out for that. It was a while ago. He yeah. did a, I think he did a rebuttal to Eric Bischoff. Oh, I remember that. I didn't, I didn't realize it was Conrad on there. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. It was exactly the same, but Conrad, Conrad hosted it, and it was just Jericho speaking. Oh. I might have to um, give that a listen. But obviously, big vetoes, some sort of hard nut, so he challenges them both to a handicap match, and apparently, in WCW, hardcore matches have to start backstage, so they immediately go backstage. Yep. Makes sense. Um, that's good. I'm, I've got no problem that was, with that. That was daft. Um, Becca Diffner on daft. Peter said it on daft. I said it on daft. I think you're in the minority. It's good. Right, fine. I'll, I'll happily be in the minority. There was, that, there was a game on the WCW backstage, or whatever it was called. Where you had to fight yeah, but, yeah. Was it Mayhem? Was it Mayhem? Something like that, wasn't it? One of them, I, yeah. Where you had all the matches started backstage. Right. You, you literally couldn't start a match in the, in the ring. What a game. What a company. Yeah. So... Norman Smiley and Big Vito going at it. Ralphus is just about with some. He, he gets a trash can at some point, and he gets he, he he's ridiculous. Isn't he it? gets busted open, doesn't he? Ralphus. Norman Norman Smiley's butt in a lift. <laughs> Sent <laughs> off. Sent off. So it's basically just Big Vito against Ralphus. They make their way back to the ring because it starts backstage. It has to end in the ring. Vito. Unenthusiastically sets up a table, sets up half of the table, <laughs> pulls Ralphus on it. It broke, didn't it? Yeah. It, it's a splash. It, Vito wins. It was five minutes. It was five minutes too long. Lou, what did you think of this match? What a match. Oh, the drama, the tension, the unpredictability. Oh, it's crap. It's all there. Five stars. Right, that's enough. It would have been. But no, what, um, what's your actual opinion of the match? Um, I didn't realise that this is where Rich Holland got his uh, his get up from. Yeah. <laughs> from Big Vito. Big Vito, yeah. You, I, you, also, you I also ever, thought that. Like, ever on also, this podcast put Rich Holland and Big Vito in the same class because Rich Holland is miles above. Well, we just don't know because they're just the same, don't they? Rich Holland like, is, look, mate, honestly, is the next future time you watch, of wrestling. Next time you watch NXT UK, 
friend of the show, Rich Holland, because well, he played for Hulk didn't he? Hulk Hair legend. <laughs> he played um, with Andy Whitland. <laughs> Big games on one. Hulk Hair legend, uh, Rich Holland. And um, yeah, if you if you watch him come out, he's dressed the same. There's Big Vito, but except for something in Big Vito, it's like, yeah, I'm Italian. Is that not the I have a Hungarian or Bulgarian flag? Why is it tied? <laughs> What's going on? It was it was just all all rubbish. Yeah, it's weird, man. Trying to. The best bit was the lift. Where's that lift? Yeah, I wish you'd use that spot in um, the Money in the Bank that you did at the corporate headquarters. Well, they should have had someone like on the top floor, and they should have just shoved them in the lift and sent it back down to the bottom again. I thought that would be great. No, yeah, that would have been. Because yeah. they did use the lift, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, Oscar's just not saying it once. Yeah. <laughs> ah. But yeah, it was it was all right, wasn't it? At least it's not as bad as the next match. It was harmless fun. What did you think, Peters? Are the are the the token hardcore match at this point? I thought the 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 lift spot was quite amusing, and getting the little soured pots chucked at Norman Samiley Swede was quite amusing. But other than that, it was alright. The little plastic salad balls. There we have it. Same there you go. Sorry. Right. I do yeah. like that they go backstage straight away though, because I I do think that incorporates a hardcore match. Should I do just start like... backstage. I ain't got a problem with that. Right, there we go. I don't, I don't get, if you got if you start backstage, I don't know why you have to come out the ring. I'd just start backstage. That's yeah. my only issue. But yeah, so I, don't, I don't mind them going backstage. Put it that way. But like I said, it's still not as bad as the next match. Well, before we get to the match, we've got a Kevin Nash promo. This is just there, isn't it? He swears a bit in it, which I guess is cool and edgy. It was bleep, bleeped out on it a bit. Yeah, I don't really know what he's saying. Because some was bleeped out and some won't. It, yeah, I don't know. He, he pretty much was just talking up his match that would be having a go back later for Scott Hall's contract. But we'll get to that later on. Then we've got some of which I wish I'd never seen. Daphne against Miss Hancock in a wedding gown match. So David <laughs> Flair, David Flair, the ladies' man, absolutely the killer. He was with Daphne. Yeah, I don't believe he cheated on Daphne to go out with Miss Hancock. Miss Hancock is Stacey Keebler for those who yeah. don't know. Um, and because this is this is cool, edgy WCW. When she got her name, it had a D in it, so it was Handcock. Yeah, that's what we was doing mm. back in that in that days. Wow. Because you know, cool and edgy. That was probably Russo as well, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. So Miss Handcock, thank God they took the D out of the name. Uh, came out with David Flair. He's in a suit. <laughs> She's in a wedding dress. Ah, <laughs> oh, Christ. Daphne comes out in a black wedding dress, immediately does a low blow on Flair. They're doing classic women wrestling. These are probably the worst sort of, what, like a cartwheel, springboard, elbow. <laughs> it's about two metres away, she just backs into her. <laughs> There's air pulling. Somehow the ref and Flair then decide they're going to split these two up from fighting. And, you know, because they split them two up, of course. Both the trousers come off. I, I find David Flair really uncomfortable in this. Then they try and shave Daphne's head after about five had, minutes. Had David Flair at this point won his hair match with his dad? I don't know. I, I thought that's why the hair clippers are out there because he focused on the beginners all in there. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, like, I, I forgot to tell you, there's a big cake at ringside as well. Oh, that, I also <laughs> found it uncomfortable that the ref had some big tighty whities on over his shirt. 
Oh, it's just the worst. So the China sh- so uh, Miss Hancock's got the shavers in her hand and she's not actually doing anything. So I, I'm guessing Crowbar, who comes out now, missed his cue because yeah. it went on for ages. <laughs> Crowbar's not got a shirt on, right? Which, yeah, I get that as a wrestler. Then takes his jeans off. <laughs> everybody else is doing it, I guess. Long John's. Well, it's it um, fair. He probably felt uncomfortable because he was going on with trousers at that point. Yeah. Yeah. So then- was his jeans to tie Flair in the corner. They're going to shave his head. Miss Hancock comes in and says, I know what you all want. Play my music. <laughs> Takes her own gown off, therefore losing the match. <laughs> all three men sit in the corner, acting like right massive perverts. Then Daphne hits Miss Can- Hancock with a, with a bit of cake. There's a fight. Everyone's front cake. It was only four minutes. It felt like five hours. <laughs> And you missed out a great line of commentary as well. Still not the worst match on the show. <laughs> you missed out a great line of commentary as well. I, I hope it's a draw so they both get naked. Oh, who said that? Would it Matt Madden? I don't know. The one in the blue shirt, I don't know who that was. Because I found it uncomfortable as well with the booth that they didn't show who was who. Yeah, yeah. I think Matt Madden was the one on the, not the Not the bald one and not Shivani, the other one. I, I think it was him. Was Mark Madden then? He had some horrendous lines. That was four minutes. Peters, if you have anything to say about that match, and I don't blame you if you don't. David Flair, I found him really uncomfortable. And when they were cleaning up the mess afterwards, they've got no water on the mop, so they're just literally <laughs> spreading cake around on the mats, and then they give up and flip the mats upside down. We'll get, we'll get. They've to got it. no lubricant at all on those mops, so they're just spreading cake mixture about. Which then causes an unneeded delay to the commentary booth where they've got nothing to say. We'll, we'll get to that. Don't you worry about that. But other than that, I've got nothing to say because it's bollocks. <laughs> Luke, Luke, have you got all to say? Defend yeah, that. I made, I made three points. Go on, um, then. What the... And fuck. <laughs> that, that was four. No idea I was going. That was three. No, she said and. Oh, no, that I, was... said, I said points. So on the list of points, it was what was number one. Two was there, and three was back. All right, I'll let you off then. Yeah, Come there on. you go. Go eat some of that cake that's probably still uh, on the mat somewhere in, in Florida. Well, they got a full buffet now. I don't need that, do they? Yeah, it's just no logic to any of it, was it? Everyone had the pants off. Yeah, it was just weird, wasn't it? <laughs> just to keep it just for us. I don't I'm going to lose the match. Um, um, to answer your question, the match with Ric Flair happened a month prior at Great American Bash. Yeah, I figured that's why they were there. I mean, I don't, unless it just caught Bruce the um, fucking barber beefcakes gimmick. Let's move on because that was just crap. We go because can we have a backstage segment without him? We go back to Commissioner Cat. He's <laughs> wondering where Hogan is. <laughs> we hear the music. <laughs> we see the young dragons hiding. And that's that's it, pretty much. Then we go back. I had him behind the mop. I think that's funny. Is it just me? You thought that was funny. I thought hiding behind the mop was quite it's, amusing. There's just too much of it. There's too much. Oh, no, there is too much of it. It was just the music came from nowhere. And just... Oh, it got me. I thought uh, it was understanding. We go back to, like Pete said, we go back to the commentary team. The ring crew are struggling like hell to clean the mess up. But like you said, there's no water. One of them had a bottle of water at one point. Yeah, a, a, a bottle of water to clear that mess up that they did. So they, then you can see them ripping the mats up and turning the other way. What did they think? What did they, what, what did they think was going to happen? Tell this was in the cards of a cake fight. Why else would there be a big cake there? Well, I don't well, know. You don't need too much water and make it slippy, do you? Put mats down first. I'm not, not being funny, though, but cake is going to make it slippy as well, isn't it? 
smush cake still going to make it slippy. Okay, I'm just yeah. going to stink from dry cream. I'm just saying, this wasn't the first cake fight in wrestling history. And it probably and was. To be honest, it wasn't the last. So it's some, probably the worst cake to fight as well in wrestling yeah. history. I mean, I guess they could have just had... Cake on them. They could have had spare mats, that should have been really yeah. yeah, Yeah. Anything like that. Exactly. Well, Something logical. That literally went on for about three or four minutes. <laughs> Comms are just trying to cover and talk about Hogan. Still talking about Hogan when a perfect event come out. So the perfect event are Chuck Palumbo and Sean Stasiak. And do any of you two know how they got their name? Um, Mr. Perfect went to, they went to an event and Mr. Really? Perfect said, Oh, by the way, John, the um Sean name. You're really, really close. And I know you've been facetious. Their, their music was a remix of Mr. Perfect, wasn't it? You be, yeah, you're being facetious, but you're really, really close. So Sean Stasiak was feuding with Kurt Hanging and stole the perfect of him. There we go. Yeah. And Chuck Palumbo got to, got a main event off Lex Luger because he was the Lex Luger of the New Blood. Ah, there so we that's go. That's how they got perfect event. Yeah, but I, I, oh, so was there um was there music a mix of, of Lex Luger's and Mr. Perfect's then? I don't know what Lex Luger's music is, but I'm no, guessing... neither do I. But it was like the, the Mr. Perfect one was very familiar. It changed, so I'm guessing that was Luger's. Could well have been, but that's how they got their name. Yeah. So they've only been a tag team. I think since the April or the May, you know, they're going up against Chronic. It was Brian Adams and Brian Clark. They're who was all... Brian Clark in WWE? I don't know. Who is he? Chronic were, in, Chronic were in WWE. Yeah, it's Adam Bomb and Crush, isn't it? Oh, is it? Are they the same person? No, Crush. No, cause quite clearly Knox are in a tag team together. Oh, I thought Adam Bomb and Crush was the same person. No, Brian Adams was Crush and Adam Bomb was the other guy. Ad- Brian, whatever his first was, Adam. Brian Clark. Yeah, that one. Um, but the Brian, Brian Adams, Brian Adams, yeah, he was singing somewhere '69 on his yeah. way down to the ring. It was in uh, WWE. Brian uh, Adams, yeah, the Brian Adams. There was in a, to the KC Stadium in Hull. There was in a stable with uh, Steve Richards. Yeah, Brian, Brian Adams Brian, was in it. Wow. Brian Adams off of music. No, Brian Adams is in Crush. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Brian Adams was Crush. There you go. Also known as the American Ninja and the Midnight Soldier. They could have been in the Young Dragons then as the American Ninja. Ninjas are really, really nice. Yeah, they will. And Brian Clark, let's just confirm Terry Peters here. Brian Clark, yeah, Adam Bomb, there we go. I, I know that because I googled it last night, so like, where do I recognise him from? There we go. But the, these uh, haven't been together long either. I like the music. Did, yeah, what, Chronic. Did you like yeah. Chronic? Did you like the presentation of Chronic? It was obviously built as killers. I, I thought they were all right. I... Yeah, I don't know. I, like I said, I like the music and I like their entrance. I th- they were they were very sort of focused on compared to the other two. Yeah. I remember cousin cousin Tom, after you for me and you us. Mm. Not you, not you, Peters. Get out! You're not part of the family. But um, I'm, the th- I'm the third brother. He, he loved. Um, he <laughs> loved you are absolutely not. No, let's just let's make that clear right now. <laughs> you, are, you are not, and you never will be. <laughs> I'm wondering wondering what the dynamic is here. Um, me and Ross are brothers. Ted Peters is not. By any means related. Um, we're not even sure if it's the same species. <laughs> family. This is a man who buys his jeans of eBay. Yeah, Use not, jeans of eBay. No relation. I'm what I was going to say is, so our cousin Tom, who we all went to WrestleMania with. He was my ago, cousin as well. He absolutely loved, God say, this is not happening. I'm going to sue you. He, um, he absolutely loved Chronic at the time. When he first came, when he first came out, I remember him literally, genuinely ringing me to tell me how much, how great Chronic were. I'm not even making that up. 
I can. So what would you have been at this stage? Seven? We would, no, we would have been nine. nine, nine. nine. I can imagine him. This was like the this was the flame chair era. Wasn't it? I can imagine him hundred percent loving chronic. It's a bit like Guy Fieri. Yeah, this is. Um, <laughs> this was. Shout out! Shout was out on on social media. If you remember that, if you're yeah. in England, and you remember the short sleeve black shirt with flames. Dave Peters, I assume you had one. No, I always wanted one, but I never <laughs> had one. <laughs> yeah, I think I wanted one, but it was just. When he was the, the, school, the school leavers disco, everyone, everyone had it. Uh, everyone had it. Spiky hair and the flame <laughs> shirt. Yeah. That was a thing. You remember that was a thing? Shout sleeve shares for a white t shirt underneath. Oh, do you not think anymore? No. Okay, it's my, my summer wardrobe needs to change. <laughs> <laughs> not flame, have you still got the flame shirt? Still got the flame shirt. No, I never had the flame shirt. <laughs> I had one with. Mine had bad wire on it. I was, I was slightly oh, different. You was cool on you. I, I, did, I, did, I had a bit bad wire on mine, yeah. The shit I had was a Dragon Ball Z one. Oh, shit. Never, oh, even shit. Watched, never even watched Dragon Ball Z. Oh, yeah. So yeah, anyway, yes. Yeah, so Chronic was uh, was big with the kids back in... There we go, then. whatever it was, yeah, on Channel 5. It's probably like it was getting pushed here. One of my notes I've wrote down here for the match was... Uh, they, sleep- wear shit. they wear shit, though, aren't they? Sleep a whole city. Yeah, because... <laughs> Yeah, one of the best was at Earth. I've not right wrote a light right on because it was just boring. There's loads of sleepers. Stasiak tries to use the weapon that he stole off Lex Luger, part of his Lexometer. And then Chronic win after a sort of doomsday device into a power bomb. Yeah. Quite cool. It went 13 minutes. The commentary team was saying it was the best match of all time, pretty much. Lou, what did you think of this match? Just a push of power moves on it. Yeah. I think it went on. Too long. It went on too long because I thought the idea, the, the way the, the commentary was happening, it sounded like they were just trying to make Chronic out to this big, powerful, and subtle team. Only like five minutes. So, so. why did second you know, 30 minutes to beat these idiots? Um, I, but, yeah, that, I just felt there's just a lot happening on the show, aren't there? I <laughs> lot, felt as though the winner was very out. obvious. Yeah, it was, which is so why why bother going that long if you Yeah, know, yeah. yeah. I I'm like a fan that. of the short match, though. I, I, I like it. I good think a, squ- a squash match has its place. If you're yeah, trying to yeah. kill us, what do you think, Peters? No, I agree. Like you say, I felt Chronic were going to win from the start because there was a big deal made about them. To go 13 minutes seemed like a waste, almost. Cause... Second longest match on the card. Yeah, how is this the second longest match on the card? Because it, um, oh, it might have been the longest, actually. There was two 13-minute matches. But I did like their entrance music, so there you go. There we go. And just for a change, we go backstage, and uh, <laughs> Jeff Jarrett's interrupting Ernest Miller. And oh, well, guess what? The young dragons attacking again for the fourth fucking time. <laughs> I've just re- I've just reread my note for this bit. Would you like to know it? Go on, it's, please. It's a it's master of words. This shite with the young dragons and the cat is shite. <laughs> <laughs> That's from the twisted brain of Terry Peters. I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny. Once, twice, once, twice, no, 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 it's one of those ones where it's like. Sure. The first time, I was like, you think it's not funny, but it'll get funny if you keep doing it. I thought it was hilarious. The, music the was best like, thing was imagining was like that. I can't do the music, but it's just like that like fight, Ninja Fighter Dawn music, and it goes, and they appear from nowhere. I thought it was amazing. I thought Sounds it was really like funny. Zuna's music. Yeah, I just thought it was funny. Genuinely thought it was funny. It's ridiculous. It was, it was, it well, was yeah, it was. It was ridiculous. And it was after every match. That's what made it better. <laughs> you went backstage. You were wrong. And he's getting attacked by the Young Dragons. Oh, I genuinely thought it was brilliant. The Young Dragons. I don't think we actually said it was in the Young Dragons. So it was um, Jimmy Wang Yang. 
Jamie, he was just Yang in this, though. Just Yang. Jamie Noble, who was Jamie wearing San. a mask. Jamie San. Jamie San. And I can't remember the other bloke's name. Who was the unidentified third member? Kaz Hayashi. Did he turn to anyone else? His ring name is El Gringo, the great Hayashi, Miguel Hayashi Jr., Shuyu. Ah, good old Shuyu. He was in, he's in WWF for a year, and he spent 11 years in all Japan, and he's still wrestling in Wrestle 1. Yeah. Probably better, so he's probably doing better now than what he was 20 years ago, following then as the Cat Miller around then. This yeah, is fine. Yeah. It, was, it was crap. No. <laughs> but, um, right, moving on. <laughs> because we've still got more fucking Ernest Miller. <laughs> uh, moving on to the next match, we've got Positively Canyon against Booker T. So Chris Canyon is feuding with DDP, pretty much just steals his life, I guess. So DDP's book was called Positively Page, so that's why he's called Positively Canyon. He comes out doing the diamond cutter, he's wearing a DDP shirt. I thought it was DDP coming out, I was very confused at the start. I like he's the theme. A blonde wig. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a judge's wig, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, like we say, it comes out with a book as well. It comes out with Booker T. Um, Booker T DDP's book. It comes book. out with Booker T. No DDP. There's no DDP on this card at uh, all. No. Booker T, like we said earlier, has just got the T back. <laughs> so he's now just regular Booker T again. Stay music. He's, he's only one of the only ones who took it across, isn't he? And he's the only one that's, one of the only ones yeah. that's got Tyra as well. He's got a cracking moustache. Oh yeah, he has. But yeah, go go back to Kiss Music Off eventually. To Kiss Music Off eventually. Yeah. yeah. His latest run. But this match was this match was all right. Chris Canyon's obviously got the book. He's got the pages cut out, and he's a brick in it. Booker T gets rid of the brick. This isn't or wasn't announced as a no DQ match. Chris Canyon uses a chair anyhow. <laughs> but to be fair, he hits the steps, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, um, those steps look weird as well. There's a, there's a bit I really enjoyed where Chris Canyon does a suplex. So Booker T's on the apron outside the ring. Canyon's in the ring. He gets onto the middle rope and does a suplex, which you don't see that often at all. So it's just like a bouncing superplex, which I thought was really nice. He also used an inverted Boston Crab, which I thought looked incredible. I found it really awkward there. I didn't like it. You know? I, 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 it didn't make any sense. <laughs> because his body had to go in the wrong way. He didn't like he could hold on to it as strongly as you could a normal. Right. There we go. Yeah. I, I find it's a bit shit, that, to be honest. Right. <laughs> I'll take that. You've got more wrestling experience than me, though. You know. <laughs> That's shit. I went with no one to wrestle. That's cool. <laughs> Matty Jones. No, Matty, just Matty Jones, yeah. <laughs> just Matty Because I, I guess he's not as bad. Yeah. It yeah. shows you how bad the other guy was. Mm-hmm. Booker T is hit with hit with the, the book. Uh, kind of obviously thinks that the, uh, the brick's still in it. He trying to say Booker yeah. T gets bookended. Well, yeah, I guess so. I guess there you go. Booker T hit by his son or something. I don't know. There's a book joke in there. <laughs> hit us up was on, the bookend, wasn't it? Hit us up on Twitter if you can think of a decent book joke. Um, <laughs> obviously, the brick's not in it. But, I mean, I think if you'd have left all the pages in, that would have hurt more than the book with a brick in it. Because <laughs> it was a pretty big book. Well, it's only one way to find out, isn't it? On uh, yeah. Tepe's Twitch stream on Friday. He's going to hit himself with both a brick and a book. <laughs> Tune in for that. Yeah. I mean, the chair is is there. Uh, it gets used. It's not a no DQ match. But the ref just doesn't care. I think this is Wilborn, isn't it? Ref in this yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the damn hard. Shout out to you, Adam Wilborn. Shout out to Adam Wilborn. <laughs> um... 
Booker hits a bookend for two. He goes up top. Jeff Jarrett comes out, hits him with a guitar. Because of course he does. Because he says he's going to ruin the show or something. Because again, of course well, he is. Well, he does something pretty catastrophic to ruin this show, Christ. Oh, and he does. Canyon, and it's a canyon cutter from the top. Wins 10 minutes. Lou, you're a big DDP fan. What did you think of Positively Canyon? I was just very confused because I actually thought it was DDP coming out. But yeah, so that, that kind of um, took most of my attention for this match, to be honest. It was, yeah, it was all right from Jarrett. Just came in today and just did Jarrett stuff. I expected a bit better from Chris yeah. Canyon and Booker because I actually quite liked Chris Canyon. Yeah, yeah he, he, I think he's quite underrated. It wasn't he? Yeah. Rest, rest it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be really, really good trainer, wasn't he? Yeah. Rest in peace, Chris Canyon. Yeah. yeah. But, um, and I love Booker T, but I just yeah, I think this was just a bit flat, wasn't it? Just a bit. I yeah. felt as though Booker T didn't get a lot of offense. A lot of offense in. No, considering what was going to happen in the rest of the show. Yeah. This I, this, this match made no sense. That's yeah. I guess you like, can say with a screwy finish still, can't you? Yeah. He was going like to win. It was, that was, um, I think it was one of Paige's old themes. Or it was I like a. Like, it was his theme in WCW. Oh, Canyons? No. Pages. Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah, that's why I thought DDP was coming out. Cause well, how many times? It was, can... I think it was, um, smells like Teen Spirit backwards on it. I don't know. That's probably how yeah. I like it then. Yeah. How many times can Canyon cut and positively be can positively Canyon be said in one match as well? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. And and as we get later into the show, we still hear positively Canyon. Yeah, they do bring it up later on. That bloody heel commentator, whatever his face is. Yeah. It's maddening, isn't it? <laughs> it's just yeah. yeah you get it because it's Mike that match happened. It's just, it was just flat. This, 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 that's two now. Two matches. Booker T was quite really over that one. He doing the the arm. Where's the roof? However, yeah. Yeah, that's great. Like, everyone loved it. I, I, that's yeah. like the yes before its time, isn't it? Well, Booker T, I believe at this time was the mid carder who they wanted to be champion. So sort of like the Daniel Bryan, Kofi Kingston role, yeah. where they, he was. Everyone was saying, oh, he should be up at the top. Yeah. So he was, he was over, and he was. I mean, Howland Heat were over massively, weren't they? When there was a team, and that's just three years later. But yeah, we then move on after that match to another backstage promo. There's no Jeff Jarrett, there's no uh, the Cat Miller, and there is no Young Dragons. Right, there, is, there is a singing Viking, and obviously Mike Awesome, the fat chick thriller, whatever he's called, <laughs> is hitting on the singing Viking. He's interrupted by Pamela Polchok. I assume that's a Pamela Anderson ripoff. Maybe by the way she looked, I don't know. And if her name's Pamela, yeah. Well, she could I mean Pamela's a common name. <laughs> There's not one Pamela in the world. <laughs> Pamela. This was again a nothing segment. I think it was supposed. To, I'm guessing he was supposed to put over the fact that he he wanted to talk to this fat girl more than winning the US title in the next match. <laughs> I think as well, it's probably meant to say that you meant in in wrestling, you always want to talk to the the attractive lady, don't you? And obviously, the 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 singing lady wouldn't is not as attractive as the backstage interviewer, and obviously, he's only interested in the the singing lady. Yeah, well, he is in the next match, Mike Awesome, and he's going up against Scott Steiner, who's the current WCW US champ. And for this match, uh, Ernest the Cat Miller has banned the star of the Kleiner. And oh boy. Yeah. Well, they come out, 
Go straight into the crowd, don't they? But yeah, start fighting straight away. It's a pretty cool belly to belly from the top rope. I like that. That's probably Scott my favorite. Bit of, favorite bit I like. I like Scott Steiner. And I, I like, like his Mike music. Austin. I like Scott Steiner's music. He came as across well. as quite the star in this, I would say. Who was that? Sorry, Scott, Scott Steiner. Steiner. Yeah. yeah. I was a bit disappointed with Mike Austin actually. He's had better matches, but I still... I I'm not saying he's bad. I'm just saying I've, I was a bit disappointed by this match. When you look at what we saw the other week in the archives in 05. Yeah, that is true. And in yeah, in ECW was... Andy was bothering never really got a shot in WCW. No. Andy was bothering a mullet one, I used to. Yeah. There's a little mullet. So that was a sign in the crowd, wasn't it? Mike Austin's mullet gang or something like that. Yeah. But it's just... This might, I mean, the, 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 this may issue with the ref. So they're fighting in the crowd straight away. They get back in the ring. Then they go fight on the outside again. There's no count whatsoever. Awesome. Because him uses a belt and a chair. This isn't a no DQ match. There's nothing. Ernest Miller then walks out. And there's a ref bump. What is the point in the ref bump if the ref ain't going to disqualify anybody anyhow? And Mike Awesome tried to fold up a non-folding up chair. <laughs> but if he did though points if he did oh, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah, so Ennis Miller gets involved kicks Awesome by mistake then Awesome is pinned after the kick he's holding the ropes the ref counts anyhow <laughs> so Mike Awesome has to kick out he's in the wrong position isn't he you don't see the um, then the cat threatens to DQ Steiner if the Steiner recline is used Scott Steiner obviously doesn't care about the US title because he goes and does it anyhow <laughs> then uses said Steiner recline um, then he's, he's stripped of the title. Yeah, and it's the Cat Miller walks off. The commentary team don't know who the champion is. We don't know who the champion is. I couldn't find out who the bloody champion was. <laughs> I, then, I, I assumed it was uh, Mike Awesome. He just got smothered. Well, 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 the commentators <laughs> did, but then someone else was like, nah, nah, the mini simmer just means he's faking. And then to end it all off. Let's, let's Google it. That's what I was talking about. I'm, I'm literally doing this. it now, yeah, yeah. So when they're all off, um, the best part of this match was the sickening T-Bone suplex on Mike Awesome from... <laughs> um, so I, I can confirm in Championships and Accomplishment on Wikipedia, Mike Awesome does not have anything under WCW. So there we go. So he didn't There's, actually... It, he just, got, just, yeah. He's more successful in WF than he is in WCW. Stripped, what, because of his... Hard class of one hard class title. Yep. Uh, they, they, oh, they had a tournament and he lost in the, he lost in the final to Landstorm. But he did, he did win something in 2000. He won Worst Gimmick. God bless him. Was that Patrick Thriller? Was he the 70s guy in 2000? Or was that earlier on? I he didn't go until 2000, did he? No. I, don't, I don't know which one it was, but that, that's what he won, bless him, anyway. <sighs> well, that match went nine minutes, and again, it was another one that's on paper. You think it was, oh, it's going to be a really good match, and it was, it, again, it was just average. It was it, it's proper phoning it in. No, this. Again, as I said last week, too much filler and not enough killer in this card. Too much fat chick thriller. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know how that gimmick started? It was called the career killer, because I think it threw somebody off a stage or something. It might have been Canyon. And it, yeah, it was the. F- and then someone come in and said, oh, it's more like the fat chick thriller or something like that. That's what it started. So. He didn't, get the, he didn't get the best gimmicks, did he, boss him? No, which is a shame, really. But, yeah, that was that match. <laughs> Lou, what did you think? 
I forgot to write any notes for it, so I can't enjoy it that much. Um, it just happened. It just happened. Just happened. Like it, a lot of it. Like a lot of this card. It just kind of happened, didn't it? It didn't feel like there was anything sort of interesting. It, 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 it didn't care about the titles at all. I just cares about care about wins and losses because if you don't care, and this gets really more to the point later on in the show. But if you don't care who wins or loses, why do you care about anything? Yeah. So you know, why are you stays a keyboard? Like just just getting out of a match just for no reason. And then why is he losing his? If he had him in a prone position, he could just do a different move. Just do a cross face. Modified it or something, yeah. Austin Crab, sharpshooter. Oh, he should have. Ennis Miller should have said, "You're gonna, you know, you're gonna get disqualified." You should think, "Oh crap, yeah, I am. I'll do a different yeah. move." Yeah, prove not just wear any and lose your title because what the hell? Yeah. What's the point of the title? Then? Weird. Well, it, 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 later on in the show, they just sum up that Scott Steiner just does stuff for banter, don't they? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's next segment. Just guys, did it for the banner, so I guess that was this part of it as well. As well, get Tay Peters. Do you enjoy it? It was I. Right. It was just flat, wasn't it? Like I say, I was really disappointed by Mike Awesome. I was quite excited to see him after watching him in the archives last the other week in ECW rather. But you can totally understand why his career was panned in WCW. Unfortunately, yeah, move on. So we move on next to. Um, Quite uh, topical. So we're going to a cinematic match, or I say cinematic match. A match that's not in the ring. It's got nothing like any of the cinematic matches that go yeah. on now. We've got Vampiro. Still ahead of its time, though. Well, no. Uh, they had the Boiler Brawl. Uh, yeah, this was the second graveyard match. Really? They had one against Sting. Wow. So we've got Vampiro against the demon or the kiss demon or he's not the kiss demon anymore because kiss have said we don't want to help to do with him anymore <laughs> in a graveyard match so the the rules of this are you've got to make it out of a graveyard and into the arena charles robinson's the referee he's the one source of light so he has a torch that's it you i'm not even kidding you can't see anything uh, the demons with Asia, who have dressed exactly the same as Vampira and the demon, so everybody looks the same. <laughs> you can't see anything. Vampira's in a tree. I guess he starts the match in a tree. <laughs> That's probably the vampire, though, isn't he? Hanging like a little vampire bat in a tree. They, uh, they didn't start fighting in the grave. The demon's left in the grave. Vampira takes Asia, and then the guy leaves. Charles Robinson says he'll stay where he is. I assume he gets scared <laughs> and goes with the demon. He then finds Asia on the floor, right next to the water. Vampiro's in the water. Start fighting in there for a bit, which is stupid because all the face paint comes off. <laughs> <laughs> then, then Vampiro's in the coffin for a bit, <laughs> I guess. The demon's butted the coffin, thrown in the grave, set on fire because he'd previously set Sting on fire. Eight minutes, he walks off. That's it. So we don't actually get the winner of the match there and then. Tay Peters, off air, you controversially said this was all right. <laughs> I stand by that. I thought it was all right. Are you, this was worse than the Miss Hancock Daphne match. <laughs> no, it wasn't. You <laughs> couldn't even there. see what was going on. Still more entertaining than watching someone chuck a cake at each other, though, isn't it? At least it's funny having this people was... hanging trees and stuff like that. There's a match later on in the show. I did feel as though. That was worse than I did feel as though I did put down, didn't seem to finish, which I thought was odd. No, because it was meant to it finished later on. Yeah, I know, I know that, but I didn't yeah. notice at the time. It had to I didn't notice the, at the time that I watched finish it. in the ring. Well, that's what yeah. I mean. And I thought, well, obviously... It's the, always weird, was, I think. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. And it didn't finish in the ring. I was like, so, yeah. so what's going on? They just totally cut it. They messed up. But I, I don't know. I thought it was all right. 
something a bit different as well than watching the. Yeah, well, I mean, might as well just turn the lights off. Well, I mean, they should have just done that for this entire show anyway, shouldn't they? Really, let's be honest. So. <laughs> Just crap. It was crap. It wasn't I, even like hardcore I, or anything. They could have done a brawl, like the bo- got, the boiler room brawls. You've got a man hanging in a tree. Yeah, it was just it was nothing. Yeah, was I thought this is just I just thought this is appalling to be honest. I can't, two ways of doing this. You've got either got the proper hardcore stuff where they're just it's a mad brawl, like uh Undertaker Mankind in the boiler room brawl. Or you've got the funny way of doing it, like say the I, final deletion or something like that. I this was, was neither. Anyway, this was I just crap. It was quite amusing. It's very <laughs> rare that I'm praising WCW and Lou slagging it off. This yes. is a monumental moment in this Lou, podcast. Lou, what, what's your rebuttals to Terry Peter's wrong opinion? Of it's just one really, really good, was it? It was crap. There was nothing. Well, it's, it's like an amateur video or something. Just two lads having a, having a mess around the graveyard. With a torch. <laughs> it won't, I, I dispute the fact that this has been called a cinematic match by anyone. <laughs> it's in a cinematic match. I felt as though it was ahead of its time. I was ahead of its time. It wasn't a cinematic match, though, was it? Cinematic match means it's produced like a movie. So this was just two lads having a scrap. Charles almost had a torch, and it was a cameraman. It wasn't cinem- There's nothing cinematic about it. I'll granted it did look like it was set on the set of Bumping the Vampire Slate. I will give you that. But I still quite weirdly enjoyed it. Oh, it was uh, the worst, the worst thing I've uh, ever I don't, seen. I don't think this is a cinematic match. I think this is a wrestling match in odd locations. But I, I, I'd, I'd class that as different to cinematic. Right, then, but it was crap. Can we all see on that? <laughs> well, I think two of us can agree on it. Like I say, it's an odd moment where I'm I'm praising WCW and Lewis slagging it off, so let's just appraise it. I'm failing to grasp what you're saying. What did you enjoy? I just thought it was something different to what we'd seen. I quite enjoyed it. I thought it was just something a bit different to do. Oh, my God. <laughs> did the cake, the cake <laughs> they didn't actually different. do anything. They went in water and hung from trees. Oh, and that's good wrestling, is it? Well, it's better than a cake, isn't it? No, I don't think it was. Ah, I, you're I wrong, man. watched the Daphne Mizango match over this. I'm not sure how bad this was. <laughs> Look, which one did you prefer? Definitely Miss Gankhook. Alright, okay. It was it was odd, but it was uh, I don't know. Right, I'll, I'll accept defeat. I've lost. This one though is just a bit. Just, I just put well, my only note was it's absolutely appalling. If it was set in Japan, <laughs> if it was set in Japan, Meltz would have given it five stars. Yeah, but we won't set in Japan. It was set. How many, set how many stars did he give it? Let's have a look. Let's go minus. It. It's going to be minus. So you're going minus, and you reckon five stars? Right, I'm going to say that he gave this more stars than he did that Daphne match. Your only point about why this was good was that it was different. And he, and he was hanging in trees. He could have wrestled in a bathtub. Uh, he gave it minus, minus two. Oh, for God's sake. What did he give the Daphne match? Uh, minus one. Oh, for God's sake. This is the only time I'm going to agree with Melzer. <laughs> Just yeah. to prove that you're so, wrong. Weirdly, the, uh, the handicap hardcore match got a dud. And so that made it the third worst match on the show. Tag team titles got half a star. Oh my god. Um, yeah. What what did Hogan Jarrett get? He didn't rate it. He didn't rate it. Oh, right. Okay. In that, Peters. Oh, come on. Put a pin in that. And you can get that on our, t- our t shirt star. Ross <laughs> Markham, put a pin in that. Tweet it. Hashtag put a pin in that. <laughs> hashtag, hashtag put a pin in that. That should be my pin tweet on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I 
you need to tweet to put yeah, it's, true. It's, true. it's true. At me, Ross M on Twitter, if anyone's interested. Um, so, yeah. There's literally nothing there. That right. was that was eight minutes of crap, Terry Peters. You are wrong. <laughs> I'd have given it, my, I'd have given it, I'd have given it five stars. Because <laughs> you're an idiot. <laughs> Moving on. I went. I know it's six minutes, 40 seconds. So that's, how, that's how bad it was. Ross thought it was eight minutes. Oh, according to Wikipedia, it was eight minutes. Oh, Prof IDB says six minutes, 40 seconds. Yeah, yeah bro, that's wrong then, isn't it? That's, that's where I, I got all my show information from. Oh, what? You're wrong. Fast at the Beach, 2000. Is it including the bit afterwards? Eight minutes, though? seven seconds. Is it including when he comes down to the ring, though, as well, in that match time? I oh, this one's just got six minutes far. Yeah, yeah, I assume it's including the... I, I assumed it's coming, including the afterwards. Yeah, they came down and they kissed him and forfeited, and that's how it finished. Uh, and that's that, Lou. That my thing's from. Cage match, the internet wrestling... I, could, I can only assume that it's got that bit, the actual finish to the match, including that time. Because really, when you think about it, this match is about half an hour long. Too long. Move on. Move on. We're moving on. I wish I could move on to something better, but we've got Shane <laughs> Douglas. Um, and if you didn't know, he's a franchise. Oh my god! I don't think he mentioned it enough. He's going up against Buff Bagwell in the next match, uh, and they used to be a tag team, and they blame each other for the tag team not working. And the only thing worse than Shane Douglas and Buff Bagwell is Shane Douglas's music. Yeah, his weird Phantom of the Opera piano yeah, thing. Yeah, that, that is very strange. Yeah, didn't really go over anything, does it? Oh. It was crap. So the match starts, they brawl outside. Douglas again uses a chair. It's not an ODQ match. Director don't give a shit like nobody else. Tori Wilson comes out. That, uh, what the fuck he, is this about? involved in either of these guys' stories before or after. <laughs> well, a little bit after, but not, definitely not before. Um, she slaps Shane Douglas, then does a weird kiss with Buff Bagwell. Tori kicks him in the nuts. The Buff then kicks out of a the Pittsburgh plunge, Jane uh, Douglas' finisher. Sorry, interferes again with both. And Jane Douglas wins after a weird backward stunner. Seven minutes. This pay per view started off badly and it's getting worse by every match. <laughs> Tippy, is what did you think of this match? In the words of Gary Barlow, crap, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> it was crap on it. What? It was what? crap. Gary Barlow said that on um, X Factor once, it's brilliant. Apologize for saying Gary Barlow's name because we don't have tax dodges on this <laughs> prestigious <laughs> cast. Sorry for Gary Barlow being a Tory. <laughs> it is oh, Tory I'm not going to pay my taxes, but about Tory because he can't afford yeah, anything. It's probably NHS. I won't be doing because he's not paying his fucking taxes. Frick. Um, but yeah, I thought it was crap. I was quite excited to see a Buff Bagwell match because I've never seen one and it was crap. Well, apparently behind the scenes, Buff Bagwell was voted uh, one of, I think it might have been in the uh, Wrestling Observer newsletter. He was like the newcomer of the year in like 95 or 96, quite early on, and just never progressed because apparently he was a massive dick behind, like backstage. Nobody liked him, which is why he never wrestled in the Alliance. Cause he, yeah, uh, I heard he was a pain in the ass in WF as well. And kicked him off. Yeah. I mean, it lasted like two minutes in that... Um... TNA Battle Royal. Yeah. yeah. But it, yeah, um, again, nothing. Shane Douglas is the biggest myth in wrestling. Isn't he? He's a franchise, though. Franchise, a franchise. Of what? It's franchise. franchise of what? McDonald's. Franchise. 
He's just crap, though. I'm assuming you don't like Shane Douglas. Yeah, it's not very good, is it? No, it's just shit, isn't it? People yeah, say... I, feel, I, feel, I have a lost a page in so I forgot to write any notes for this one as well, but... <laughs> I thought uh, which one's happened, but... Absolutely. Yeah. Did you enjoy it, at least? I thought I can't remember. <laughs> there you go, then. That's all there is. I just thought I it was know. too confusing with the Tory Wilson stuff. I do, I do remember that, yeah. Tory Wilson. Yeah, it just happened. People, people say that uh, Shane Douglas should have gone across with the Radicals. Should he? No, because he's crap. I know, he that's was... what I mean. Well, also, he'd already been to the WWF at the time, hadn't he, and not done very well. I think. He was there, was it 95? He, he had the IC title, didn't he? He was Dean Douglas, wasn't he? Yes. Yeah, the school teacher guy. Yeah. That's why he was the Dean, wasn't he? Matt Traker before Matt Traker, basically. Yeah. Yeah, he went to ECW. He's only, he's only famous because he threw the belt down. He's not done anything ever. He broke his wrist for a well, while. I think, ago, I think in ECW, he's one of those. Some, some just work in certain promotions and don't work in others. Yeah. Um, just think of it like Adrian Charles and Kristen Bleakley worked on the one show, but not on uh, Daybreak. Adrian Charles is the worst football. Um, yeah. most of all but, time. It's, but it's the same thing, right? You know, you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah, I kind of get you. Depends on the, the circumstances. It just depends on it, doesn't it? Sometimes, sometimes something just fits and it works. And sometimes it doesn't. And I think that was Shane Douglas and ECW. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, it's, maybe it's a niche. Maybe it's just a niche audience, and some people just improve. Some people just better, come across as better in front of a niche audience. Possibly. That's yeah, yeah. I've said this a million times. I know that like some wrestlers on the little the, the smaller. Promotions. I was like, oh my god, they should be a WWE champion, but it's just they're just not ready for it. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just not good enough for it. And maybe it's Shane Douglas as well. Then sometimes you just you just fit in, get up with a certain crowd, and you're really good. And then some of us it just doesn't happen. Oh, yeah, I would I would go along with that. Yeah, um, I agree. Definitely wasn't happening here. We then got onto uh, another backstage sort of segment. We see Hollywood Hogan. He's actually arrived. We get a sort of like a Jeff Jarrett. I can't remember. I wrote promo, but it might well have been an interview with Mean Gene. Um, and there's a video package of Jeff Jarrett with the Singing Vikings. So we'll finally get some context. I mean, it's a video package, but they might as well just show on his promo from that night. There's <laughs> no else. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wrote weird VT. Yeah, it was yeah. odd. We didn't get to the match, but we're all here for the main event, as Michael Buffer announces, um, despite there being another match and an hour left of the show. <laughs> We've got Jeff Jarrett, the current WCW champion. He's going against Hollywood Hogan. I mean, just as music starts, the cameraman seems more bothered filming women in the crowd. <laughs> yeah, that lady with the silver dress on. Yeah, Jeff Jarrett yeah. doesn't come out. Then Russo comes out instead of Jarrett. Jarrett comes out after him. Hogan comes out and Jarrett's made his way to the ramp. Hogan tells him to get in the ring so he can powerbomb him, um, like Kevin Nash would have or something like that. He gets in the ring. He lies down at Russo's request. Hogan... Does his famous promo saying this is this bullshit like this is why the company's in the state it's in. Puts his foot on Jarrett Hogan wins. This was a minute long and wasn't the worst match on the card. Probably one of the better ones. This was all meant to happen. So this was a this was a thing. This was all meant to happen. This was the plan when they went out there. Hogan sells it really well if it was meant to happen. Hogan's visuals are really, really good. Oh yeah, the quality here, aren't they? Right, we won't discuss this yet because it's the first part of a two-part thing in it. So we'll 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 put a pin in it where we're at. Hey, there it is. 
we'll move on to the next bit. So we see Hogan, <laughs> we see Hogan backstage. Vampiro walks past him, which is weird. <laughs> yeah, that that was odd, wasn't it? Vampiro gets in the ring, starts doing a promo, crowd chanting for Sting. Vampiro says he killed him, just like he's killed the demon. We then get some druids with Sting masks on, with a coffin. They've all got bats. Coffin opens. Sting, another Sting druid's in it. I don't think it's actually confirmed that it is Sting. I thought his hair looked too long to be Sting. Yeah. Not you could really see what was going on anyway. Yeah, the lights start flickering, then they go off. Vampira's in the coffin, but we kind of saw him get put in the coffin when the lights were flickering. <laughs> <laughs> so what was the point of the lights going off? Yeah, that that was that. So that's the end of the Vampira match. This was a nothing segment, wasn't it? It's weird, right? Well, well, you couldn't see anything that was happening, could you? I just thought, I don't know, but oh, now what the actual fuck is my um, notes for this one. So we just had a massive moment, but we've got a new champion. It's been the right schmoz. It's a minute long. Michael Buffer said this is the main event, and yet yeah. we've seen Hogan walking backstage with Vampiro walking past him. Just, so so oh, Vampiro oh, is the main event of this guy with this graveyard match, hence why it's the best match on the show. Hmm. It was not. The best hmm. There's nothing. Re- I like Vampiro, but there's nothing redeeming about anything this was. It, it, it was just a thing. Move on. So you're not fishing, Peters, because you actually enjoyed it. Enjoy it, you're right. <laughs> so you're not fishing at all. <laughs> uh, it was a thing that happened. Right, let's move on because that was enough. Enough of that crap. We see a that- promo. Um, so he's holding Scott Hall's contract, uh, promises to end Scott Hall's career. Yeah, that was a thing. We'll get onto that match when it comes. Then Russo comes back out. So this is just all over the place for the last hour. Russo comes back out. And this is his famous worked shoot promo, which is apparently a work, but he went too far. He says Hogan doesn't care. Uh, blames creative control for the last match. He announces Jarrett back as champion because he's somebody who cares. Announces Booker T, somebody else who deserves a shot against Jarrett. <laughs> Which is what calls Hogan bald. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently this is all part of a work. So Hogan could find, could sorry, feud with the champion at Halloween Havoc. So sort of come back and do that old thing of I'm the real champion, you're not the champion. Let's merge the champion, see who the main guy is. But... I think it's when Russo says he was fired and he'll never work again is the bit why Hogan got upset and sued him, which then got thrown out of court because court said it was all a work. Lou, what do you make of the full... Uh, it's obviously the last time he's ever in the WCW ring, so he yeah. started a bash... Did he start a bash of the beach? Yeah. Or, yeah, 95. Was 94, 94, 95? 94, I think. Yeah. And, and, it was the first ever bash of the beach, wasn't it? And, and six years later. Thousands. Yeah. So we said the big moment where he started the NWO, Bash of the Beach '96. Uh, it's just a sad, sorry end to. Yeah, Bash of the Beach. Yeah, it's not very good. They went out this way, and I just and thought this the was whole the final Bash just, of the Beach as well, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, the whole thing just wasn't very good. So I've got a lot of issues with it. If it was a a, a work, as it were, and we're not, you know, working a shoot to shoot a work or whatever he said. Hogan said not to you that time. One. I reckon this would have played out better if they'd have had a competitive match beforehand. If you were going to do the whole thing if Hogan comes back afterwards, have a competitive match so it looks like he's won legitimately. Two, it makes Jarrett look like a right... So who's meant to be the heel and who's meant to be the face? Yeah, so... I think Hogan's meant to be the face, isn't he? he Yeah, but so it's like... And then Russo's like, oh, Hogan was the bad guy and he's ruined his company. 
But it just made Jeff Jarrett look so like a little like a little mummy's boy almost, but we've obviously been through stuff being his mum. Devalues the championship because so yeah. Jeff Jarrett's now the champion, but he doesn't care about it because he just laid down for Hogan. Yeah, so it's like obviously they're saying, oh, by the way, wrestling's fake, and then it's like, oh, by the way, but also try and please care about these next two matches that are real. Yeah. Well, like it doesn't make any sense. Um, I can't remember if it was before or after this where there's a match where Goldberg just shrugs off a jackknife. Uh, I don't think uh, it's I don't around think the same time. It's not in this match. No, it's not in this pay-per-view, but I can't remember if it happened before or after. Yeah. It might have been the one before, actually. Great American Bash. But it was just a bit... Yeah, it wasn't very good, for one. It just was... It made no sense. It made your top guy, Jeff Jarrett, who obviously wasn't a top guy anyway, it made him look even weaker and not a proper top guy. Because they were basically saying, oh, he's only a top guy because this bloke's booking him to be a top guy. Yeah. And he just walks out like, but surely if if you were told that, like you are laid down a guilty championship, surely any champion with integrity, face or heel, would be like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm yeah. not just getting up and walking out. It didn't look real enough for me. I thought this they could have done the whole thing with him coming back at Halloween Havoc, but do it after a competitive match and then say, actually, no, do you know what? I'm stripping him the title, stripping him the title, and he's fired. But yeah. then he comes back and he's like, actually, no, I won it. But now he's, he's won it by just the other guy laying down, so he's not a legit champion, is he? So what? What cost does he have to have a rematch? Yeah, and that, uh, yeah, Jarrett had no, no so, sense. So Russo could have come out and said, "Yeah, lay down for him." And Jarrett said, "Get the thing," and said, "No, I'm not laying down for him. These people deserve a match. I'm the champion. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out on my shield kind of thing." Yeah. If he, if he beats me, he beats me. If he doesn't, then I, yeah. I'll probably. Because the full half, first half of the show was around centering around Jeff Jarrett saying how he wants Hulk Hogan and he's got a plan for him and he's not scared. And yeah, it didn't make any sense. I don't know. Well, I know, I, I know it was just the whole thing of like afterwards when Shivani was trying to. You could well, you could see like when he, the fans of Shivani halfway through it, and the other two like um, Scott Hudson and obviously the guy called Matt Man, like oh yeah yeah, and uh, um, Shivani was just sat back like what has happened to this company because <laughs> he's like been it from the start. Well, but if you on his podcast he said he knew for a while it was going down the toilet. Yeah, and you could just tell by his body. Thing, language that he was just like what is what Come, is yeah because even throughout the show he's not as enthusiastic as he was no. five or six years ago it's just going, through, going through the motions completely yeah but then after this as well the whole booth starts just shit well the other two just start shitting on Hogan as well don't they oh yeah there's a lot of Hogan slagging off after this and it's no wonder he didn't come back yeah. he didn't need it no but they needed Hogan you could see it going down the pan you could see it well, could easily go back well go back to WF and he did didn't he yeah, uh, a very successful veterans run. Went to TNA, had a good successful run in TNA as well. Yeah, no, no. Dis- <laughs> agreed to disagree on us. Hey, you didn't do bad, I don't think. <laughs> agreed to disagree on that. Okay, uh, I thought you'd be all over TNA because you would love to be the view. No. Do you know what I did see? This was how it's sidetracking here, and this is um, my disdain for AEW fans. Someone from AEW, like an AEW fan, said, I love AEW. They're bringing all the best bits of ECW to BCW and TNA. Yeah. Come on. Big successful business model. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah stuck, you, know, I, you know what? I, don't, I find like parts of the AEW fan base to be absolutely toxic. But I, 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 I don't think it's a bad product. I don't think it's the best wrestling show of all time, like people are saying. I don't think it's terrible. I've enjoyed some of the pay-per-views I watched. I don't watch the weekly show. It's all it's got too much Cody. Yeah. Some of them, some of them I don't care. Some of Guevara, I don't care. I'm sorry, I just don't care. Orange Cassidy. No, Orange Cassidy is shit. Yeah, it's just like yeah, mid card thingy fine. Main event, no, I'm not buying it. Sorry, Chris yeah. Jericho comes across as too bitter for me to want to get behind. Surprising, he must, um, I think, and this is just yeah. me thinking that 
Vince McMahon got rid of him rather than him leave. It feels like that. And now I, th- like, I think he said he wants to go. Maybe he said he wants to go to New Japan. And Vince said, "Well, if you go to New Japan, you're not working here." Yeah, I I, I don't know what. Happened. No, because no, he came back. He came back after he went to New Japan. Yeah, and well, maybe the second time he went. Maybe yeah. if he went, if he went amicably, why would he be this bitter? Yeah, I don't know if he's just trying to big up his new company. Yeah, but it, it does. It, it it just don't come off as good as good to me. It never has done. It was the same with TNA. The more they mentioned, um, and you know, WCW did it as well, because it was around this time we had like Oklahoma and whatnot, wasn't it? Yeah. The more you mention your your competition, the more you look like a second rate, and the more you, I, I just don't, it just don't go well, and nobody learns from history. Yeah, no, I, I get that. You should just, just focus on yourself. Yeah, I hate it because it's like, even when we went to like WCPW and like Defiant shows. The, the, the biggest pops like when someone has a go at WWE, but that's really all all why we're fans. Yeah. Like even Kenny Omega didn't go like wishing he was New Japan champion because he never heard of it. It it you know grew up like wanting to main event WrestleMania. I just don't understand why you have to have like an anti WWE sentiment to just be an alternative. Also, just be something like I don't know something like more than one. Like I'm trying, trying to find an independent show I like that's not got like surrounded scandal at the moment, so I'm not going to name any names. Yeah. But there are some British promotions that just, you know, they know they're a feeder company. Same Revolve, I guess, which has now been bought by WWE. Yeah. And the same, I, I've always liked Ring of Honor for that as well. They've never just gone, oh, we're slagging off the other companies. They're just doing their own thing. It's Pro Wrestling Gorilla. They do the same thing. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's an enjoyable alternative, but I don't like companies that make you feel like you're a twat for watching WWE when most wrestling fans do. It's just it's like um, New Japan don't, don't, New Japan don't do it. New Japan don't the, care. The, the elite did it for a bit while they were there. Yeah. But New Japan as a whole, I don't feel like I'm being insulted by New Japan because I watch other wrestling shows as well. I just think it's a it's an enjoyable show to watch and be it, go to live. It's like if you say if you watch I don't know CSI, the crime show, and they slag off you also watching The Wire or you watching Lufa or do you know what I mean? Yeah. Another crime show. No, what is... If you are a fan of a crime sh- of crime shows, yeah. you can, you're allowed to watch them all. I don't know why you have to pick sides. You're allowed to watch everything. Yeah, which is why at the moment the most over AEW superstar is a bloody spreadsheet. Yeah. Again, again, does, can you take anything from the ratings because you other people watch both? Yeah, and also the NXT is free on the network. Yeah. But, but yeah, I, I don't know. I can't know how we got into this. But that's my thing um, with AW. I, I like, I think AW is a good product. I just think they need to just back off from, and the same goes to the fan base, because the fan base is toxic at times, or parts of it. Yeah. Just, they just need to back off slagging off WWE every opportunity, because it, uh, it doesn't doesn't look good. We was on the Russo promo. Terry Peters, what do you think of the Russo promo? To be fair, you two have said everything I think that needs to be said. Yeah, there we go. Right, um, <laughs> just, just that. <laughs> Joe messing around for insightful analysis from well famous Terry Peters. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> My next note in this is the uh, the comms team mood sums it all up because they're all just like, what the hell is yeah, going that, on? Yeah, that's the only thing that, that I took from this is the co- the comms team don't know what the hell to do and then they just start shitting on everything. Yeah. That's my other point of view. And now they're trying to hyper match when this guy's just been in the middle of the ring saying, oh, by the way, wrestling's fake. Yeah. That's my my issue with these works shoots is or shoot work or whatever trying to make people think it's real is we all know it's fake 
So wrestling is a TV show. So it should be like any other TV show. You don't see somebody in the middle of Game of Thrones do a big wink towards the camera and say, uh, yeah, can, this is this CGI. It can be done well if it's kind of tongue-in-cheek. Like, like the, the Deadpool films are good for that. And it can be done. There's a few sitcoms where they, they kind of break the fourth wall every now and again. And it's not the worst thing in the world, but it's not when it's around, surrounding your main title. I don't mind the old inside joke. I know Triple H makes them all the time when he does promos. And I don't mind like a wink and a nod, but this is more no, than a wink and a nod. This is this is a this is a massive slap in the face for yeah, TV screen. Don't come out and say you're all. By the way, everything you're watching is wrong. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, every now and again, if you do it, if you make it look like a shoot, it can be good. There's a feud in ICW between Joe Hendry and, and Lionheart, and they basically had a match that they cancelled because they looked like they shot on each other. It looked like Joe Hendry had done an amateur wrestling move, but Lionheart couldn't get out of it, and they ran and broke it up. And that was really, really well done. So you wanted to see the next match, but the way this was done just just wasn't good, just wasn't good to be honest. But that Joe Hendry Lionheart one, if anyone looks at the promos on YouTube, they should definitely use that NWE somehow with like Brock Lesnar and Lashley or someone. It'd be amazing. But yeah, that's that's my take on it. It just, oh, Ronda Rousey would have been really good for it actually. Now I'm thinking out loud. Is she coming back? I don't think so. Is she? No, but it should, that's what they should have done. They should have, she should have looked like she'd shot on on Becky Lynch and the bullets to WrestleMania. Yeah. That would have been yeah. What else? What should have done? Not put Charlotte Flair anywhere fucking near it. Yeah. <laughs> but point. we'll get back. We'll get to that another day. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to shut this window because there is a bee threatening to get through, and I don't want another peer situation where <laughs> I I've got to prop up. I've got to leave the room and then. Uh, is there someone in the house? Of... Is there someone in the house who can deal with the bee? <laughs> I, am, I am in on my own, Fred. So uh, there is not. Christ. Right, moving on. Back to 2000, Bash at the Beach. We've got a Goldberg vs. Kevin Nash video package. And then we go on to Kevin Nash walking backstage. He asks uh, Scott Steiner to watch his back. Does Scott Steiner like he's doing a weird in that door? <laughs> yeah, what was he doing in the door? <laughs> I, I think he's hitting on, I can't remember her name, she's called like Midage or something. Uh, to get his was... valet, basically. It just oh. looked like he was taking a wee in the door. Yeah, I thought he was having a wee in the door. I think he was hitting on there. But but anyhow, he says he might do or he, he might be there. And Kevin Nash's business has come on. This is for Scott. So we've got Kevin Nash versus, versus Goldberg for Scott Hall's contract. Goldberg comes out with it. So he might rip it up before. <laughs> he's got it in his hands. Pants. In his pants. Yeah, well, he's, he's got it. Yeah, and then the commentary team weirdly happily fondle it as well after it's been their Goldberg's Goldberg. <laughs> Next to Goldberg's Goldberg. <laughs> this is a bit like the tag team match. It's just a lot of power moves, but I guess you don't expect anything else. There's a choke slam in there from Kevin Nash. Scott Steiner comes out. Kevin Nash gets the upper hand, goes for a jackknife. Steiner then comes in and attacks Nash. Goldberg does a spear on, on Nash, hits the jackhammer. Goldberg wins. It's only five minutes long. And then Steiner puts him in a Steiner recliner and rips the contracts up in front of Kevin Nash while he's in, in the move. I guess this is what you expect. I think there's two years since Goldberg had lost to Nash. This is the first comeback. Was definitely yeah, a, I want to say it was, yeah. it was in 98. It was a stack here, wasn't it? I think it was 98. Yeah. This tells me everything that you hear about Kevin Nash at this point in WCW, where he will only lose if it's not clean. So he he beat Goldberg, he broke his streak, and then would lose to Goldberg because Scott Steiner got involved. Yeah. Um, what people may not know is this is for Scott Hall's contract. So this is in July. Scott Hall was released in March on the British tour. <laughs> so 
if I guess I guess the internet wasn't around then, but you couldn't do this now because everybody wouldn't know. No, like, you, you wouldn't have. No, I guess the, the dare sheets are around. There'd been there been people who knew it, but it wouldn't been as as popular as it was. As as now. now, yeah. I mean, are Kevin Nash and Goldberg ever going to have a good match? I mean, it's a classic probably match. Not. Isn't it? Probably not it, now. It, <laughs> it, it's ex- exactly not, what you're expecting. Saudi Prince, that. <laughs> it's exactly what you're expecting in it. Five minutes. Almost, almost. Lou, what did you think of Nash Goldberg? It's just weird having Goldberg as a heel, wasn't it? That was I, right. couldn't, I couldn't work out who was good or bad in it. Well, the fans had like Goldberg. Goldberg. I think Goldberg, Goldberg has sold out, hasn't he? Right. He was a heel. Yeah, because he mentioned it as well, didn't he? Yeah, I think he'd, he'd promo, sold out. He just heel, yeah. on him Yeah, but yeah, I just loved that. They were just like, there was no reason for Scott Skyler to do it. And the commentator was like, yeah, he just does it for fun. And he basically just saying, just, he just turned on Goldberg for Banner. I mean, turned on Nash for Banner. And it was <laughs> just standing in it is what he does. He looked like he was just absolutely living it. He just did it for a laugh. They just thought, like, you know, I'll screw, screw him. Screw Scott out of his contract for a laugh. They all laugh. But yeah, I mean, obviously it didn't matter at this point because we've been told it was fake. Well, yeah, exactly. That's it. So, oh, so yeah. Again, on paper, this is another one where you think, oh, this is like box office on paper, isn't it? I don't think it would be a good match. It would be, a, it's never going to be like a five-star wrestling observer classic. No, but it could have been, um, a, could have been a Goldberg Lesnar. Yeah, it could have been a match that, yeah, the, the wider masses would have enjoyed, but I just don't, yeah, I don't think it was, was it? No. So, five minutes moving on. Then we go to... The, the Melts give this one. Do what? What did the Melts give it this one? Uh, Not Half-star. Yeah, there you go, then. But it was the... Joint third worst match. Yeah. Christ. So moving on from that then, we're going to a Booker T promo. I'm saying that he's going to take this opportunity because he's in the upcoming match against Jarrett. Um, then shows the crowd. And talk about the wrong time to show the crowd because it looks like everyone's leaving. <laughs> and I well, don't I, don't think they would have, I don't think they would have expected the extra match. Like, it wasn't really made that clear. No. No, it wasn't, was it? I think they've seen everything now. But then the deaths say that as well, don't they? This, this will be the main event. We'd be saying goodnight, everybody, but yeah. we're not. Oh, yeah, surely, if you know, if you're a wrestling fan, you know pay per views are three hours long. I don't know if they were at this time, though, were they? Yeah, but after you've just. Yeah but, yeah, but after you've seen all the bollocks, maybe they're that sick of it anyway that they're not that arsed anymore. Yeah. We then do go back to the commentary, like you say. They slide Hogan up a bit more. Buffer comes back out, says it's one of the most amazing nights in wrestling history. <laughs> Yeah. It famous. If it was one of the most famous nights, I won't say it was amazing. You can still see people leaving in the crowd. <laughs> as the, as the show. And finally, Booker T and Jeff Jarrett come out for the WCW Heavyweight title. So Jeff Jarrett's got an old title with the top's bent. Looks yeah. the same to me. Yeah, they were making a big deal. I know that's the original because it's bent at the top, but no one really knows yeah. why it's bent. Yeah, so they have the match. Pretty much at the start, you can hear sound, sound being pumped in, so you can hear Hogan sucks. But whilst you hear Hogan sucks, you can no longer hear the mat. So you can't hear them. Obviously, when they do punches and they jump on the mat, you can hear stuff. You can't hear anything of it. So it's not. I don't know if it's, that's the network or it was WCW. I'm assuming it's WCW. And I don't know what they were chanting, but I'm guessing it wasn't Hogan sucks. <laughs> Maybe this yeah. match sucks or Russo sucks. It just takes you right out of it because you can hear the you can I think someone gets slammed on the mat and you can't even hear anything. You can just yeah, hear that's that happens. Yeah, they didn't start fighting in the crowd. They can still hear the noise being pumped in because the crowd aren't doing anything like the noises. It's just weird random chants. 
that don't make any sense compared to them what's happening in the match. It's like the um like Sky Sports football now, isn't it? Isn't it? <laughs> you watching it? Well, actually, no, the Premier League ones are right, but whatever they're doing, I was watching some Championship football the other day. It's appalling. I think it's down to the. Is it not down to the people? Uh, people out of the ground. Yeah, just some random random noises every now and again. Yeah, it so, doesn't make any sense. It's very strange. Yeah. Um, Again, go back into car uh, and Jeff Jarrett. He's a figure four. Booker T rolls him over. All right, we'll we'll leave the match there for now. I want to say this: Is the figure four leg lock the most ineffective move in wrestling history? What? So no one ever uh, actually no, hurts the legs from it. Nobody ever taps out from the figure four leg lock. Everyone well, turns also it. that it's very easy to reverse. Why does anybody do it? I don't think I've ever seen anybody ever tap out. Oh, you must have seen Ric Flair. Ric Flair must have won a match. Yeah, he will have done. I don't ever. Rec- I don't think I. Maybe an early an eighties match as well. No, I'm I don't pretty sure. Ever. Right towards the end of his career, he was making everyone tap out. Well, I maybe maybe not, but I don't, I can't recall seeing the figure four end the match. It's a bit like um, AJ Styles calf crusher. Just doesn't end the match. It must have happened. <laughs> it will have done at some point, but it's it just an outwear, isn't it? The Mi- when, the, when the Miz famously used the figure four, <laughs> like, like, whatever that was, oh, his, his weird, during his weird first time. Yeah, that was weird. But yeah, so Jarrett, his figure four, obviously doesn't tap anybody out. Booker T rolls him over. Booker T hits his scissor kick, which is weirdly not his finish in WCW, and a spine buster. He then misses an axe kick, ends up on the ropes. There's a ref bump, because... So WCW. Jarrett brings in the belt, gets it took off him, Booker hits him with it. That gets a two count. Jarrett then gets a chair, backfires again. <laughs> Stop getting weapons, Jarrett, man. He's getting beat up. That's for a two. There's another ref bump. Jarrett goes on the top rope with a guitar. This is actually quite cool. He jumps down and Booker T catches him, puts him in the bookend. A new ref runs in the ring, counts the pinfall. The one, two, three. Booker T is the new champion. 13 minutes. The match was probably one of the better matches on the card. Yeah, I agree. Booker T's first world championship, it's just a shame it come after all the shenanigans. Terry Peters, what did you think of the of the match as yeah, a main event? Uh, as a main event, I think without the bollocks before it, you're looking at an okay match. There was um, a low blow as well, which the ref 100% saw and didn't do anything about as well. But, I'd, get, I'd give up on referees at this point. Well, right? yeah. But I think it was nice for Booker T to actually finally get the title. And the, the crowd seemed to enjoy it as well, what was left of him. But, like you say, I think overall as a pay-per-view, it, was, it just wasn't very good, was it? It's a shame that, obviously, Booker T's... It is a, it's a massive shame because it, it totally takes away from the moment that Booker T's just had. You think, like, you think of, say, I'm not comparing Booker T and Austin, but you think of WrestleMania... Uh, is it 15 and Austin and the, is the champion? Or is it 14? 14. 14, 14. Yeah. You think of that way, that's the one where he wins the title. And you should think of Bash at the Beach 2000 where Booker T wins his first title. But you don't. You think of the crap with Russo and Hogan and it just sort yeah. of obviously yeah. Booker T's big moment. Lou, what did you think? <laughs> Sorry. I kind of forgot to watch this match. <laughs> so what did you think? Right there? You must have seen that... You must have seen bits of it before. I think I think I've seen a general gist, but yeah, I got too into knocking the shed down and forgot to watch the, uh, the final forget, match. Forget the match. Forget the match. Look. I think it's very seriously. What did you yes, think of? What did you think of, of Booker T becoming the champion of this way? Yeah, it's just not very good, is it? It's just very. I mean, one like even 
I don't know how it came across at the time, but even beating Jarrett doesn't seem that prestigious. No. And then, yeah, in, in the circumstances it did, like, no one cares. I think he ended up winning, like, five times in the last final, between now and February, yeah, March, or whatever it was, that um, he closed down. Not on the last day, not the, was he not his champion on the last day? But yeah, he's, he actually brought it across the WWF, didn't he? But yeah, it just, yeah, it's just kind of sad, really, and it? it just, it, it was what a mess, what a mess. Like the storyline wasn't very good to begin with. Russo screws it up and makes it even worse. And this is what we've got. Yeah, I just, I can't think of anything positive to say about it to be honest. Like, I, yeah, beating, it's almost like you know when Drew McIntyre won this year, and you're like, oh, really? Is it going to be as good? If not win? I remember Braun Strowman actually in the end. Mm-hmm. Is it going to be as good then winning it? And like we know fans, is this really want what you were first title? Certainly, that's a lot better than what this was for Booker T. Yeah, I know it's yeah, because it just it didn't mean anything, and that's why everyone, you know, when he came to WWE, everyone was like, well, you know, you, you won the title five times, but no one cares, man. And literally, no one did care at this point. But is he even really the champion? Because Shirley Hogan's the champion. Well, that's it. Yeah, and that's how the storyline should have gone, but then it didn't go that way. And like, if the if the end was. Booker T held on to it until September. No, September, October is when Halloween is. Come on. Yeah, fast every, every, every year. I think it was fast that year, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, like, and then he beats Hogan. Brilliant. That's really good. It's long term booking. But I imagine he lost it within like weeks of this. I'm going to guess. He yeah. must have done if he. Should we find out? Yeah, let's have a look. Booker T. When did he. So we've got World of Weight Champion. Uh, he's defeated by Kevin Nash on August 28th. So he's a month and a half. Yeah, so they, so what's the point? He then he then won it a few weeks later at Fall Brawl, but lost the title to Vince Russo in a cage match. There, there we go then. This Russo, is what's going on. So Russo vacated the title, and Booker T won it for a third time. And this is in October. So by oh, this is what, Ju- July... So October, what's that? Three months later. Yeah, and he won it in a San Francisco, a San Francisco Forty ers match. Yeah, he's. What, what is the San Francisco Forty ers match? Yeah. Why, is, why is Russell wearing a San, San Francisco Giants jersey it's... in this? He's from New York. He's the most New York man on the planet. What's he doing? Are you sure he's wearing a New York jersey? I'm pretty sure he's wearing a San Francisco Giants one, isn't it? Well, there's New York Giants in the but I just heard the baseball shirt and it Giants for yeah. American football. Yeah, that's my bad. Thank you. So he won the title on the last Nitro for the fourth time. So that five time must have been when he won. Oh, he won it in. He beat he won it in Mysterio. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. no, he beat um, Kurt Angle. Oh, did he win it when it was part of the invasion? Angle. On Raw 2001. Yeah. Yeah. He is a six time, but he, he always forgets that. Um, six one, doesn't he? Well, the catchphrase is already established for that point, wasn't it? So that's the, that's the paper. I mean, it is a good shot, I guess, of. The ending of Booker T being the champion. Yeah, it's just me and Lestone. It just Russo's yeah. just Russo's just ruined it, really. You know, everyone can blame whatever for. You know, I think the the, the company would have gone out out of the way it did anyway because of the whole AOL Time Warner merger, like it was going to happen, whatever. Or at least you know it wasn't going to stay on Turner and be the same company yeah. as now. But what a, like talk about just devaluing it completely. Well, you did sort of take away from the early WCW, which was good. Oh, I had some good yeah. moments, and the, the reason why WCW was... It must have been good, because it won for a year and a half. Yeah. Yeah, I just think just, when you when you, it, when you go too insider, and you try and appeal to the internet fans too much, this is what happens. Yeah. It, clear, it clearly just went downhill too quickly, didn't it? And it yeah. never recovered. Yeah. yeah, I think they made a lot of... I, mean, I, think like, I think like WWE's gone the other way now, where they just don't do anything unpredictable, I didn't feel like. Yeah. 
But this was almost just all of this was just too unpredictable for unpredictable sake. Swive sell tickets, swive sell tickets, bro. Yeah, it just became completely meaningless, didn't it? Yeah, so that was Bash of the Beach 2000. I will say the Bash of the Beach playset that floated on the bath was great. Just before we get into our final summary, then, why do you think WWF or WWE have never used Bash at the Beach as a pay per view? Surely, I think it would make sense. They've obviously got, took some of the WCW ones, haven't they? Like well, Great American I, Bash. Yeah, I they've think got SummerSlam, haven't they? I think they would have, they would have done had they. Yeah, but SummerSlam's August pay per view. Yeah, but if they'd gone with a separate base, WCW brand, I think they would have done. Well, obviously, they would have done. They would have kept all of them, I think. I yeah I don't know like I just they, think they having... brought back Great American Bash didn't they yeah they brought they brought back Starcade now Clash of Champions they brought back yeah but I still yeah. I think Bash of the Beach it's too okay. SummerSlam like they already have yeah SummerSlam. I think it's because it's, it's, it's too similar to SummerSlam it's, it's, that's yeah, why I would agree they could have done it with yeah. NXT though surely this would sell a lot of like yeah. we had that Bash of well, the Beach playset AEW ran Bash of the Beach this year didn't they. Yeah, well, we had that Bash of the Beach playset, didn't we? When it went in the bath. Surely they could have done something similar with like a moat round. You know what I mean? Seems like a marketing opportunity that they've missed. Yeah, there's there's a few that I would like to see, but I do understand why they don't. I think it's purely because uh, SummerSlam's Vince's idea is one of his favourites, and it's like the second biggest show of the year. So they are going to put another very heavily Thumber based theme programme on at just around the same time. Yeah, and I guess if they already. Yeah, they brought across Great American Bash. I guess you just can't have too many. I, yeah. I, this would be doing, if I had to pick an old one to, to come back as a pay-per-view now, I'd pick Halloween Havoc anyway, I think. Well, Halloween Havoc was... I know yeah, I'd say Halloween Starcade, Havoc. don't they? But even, I think yeah. even Bishop himself said Halloween Havoc was their main show. Yeah. I'd have brought back um, Halloween Havoc if I had a choice. Yeah, that, I would. That's got to come back as an NXT takeover. I think it would. Yeah, I just think if you bring back too many, you start looking like a tribute act, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. Like, I can understand why they didn't. It would be nice to bring him a couple of them across. But it's it's weird that they let the um they let it lapse. Mm. And let AEW have it. That is very strange. Yeah, I yeah, I guess they've not done it for that long. They probably just yeah. fought it out. But I guess this show might have just damaged it completely. Yeah. You think Bash the Beach, you think of this now. That is true. You think of this more than the Hulk and Or even like Ric Flair as Hulk Hogan for the first time ever. Yeah. On pay-per-view, like it's, yeah, I think this this show probably did too much damage to the brand as well. There's another reason. So having said that, Terry Peters, what was your thoughts on Bash of the Beach 2000 overall? Not very good, was it? Really, it's about what you expected. A couple, like I said, there's some things in there which controversial. I quite liked, but <laughs> overall, he was dead wrong. <laughs> but overall, it's just crap, isn't it? Just to give it a score out of ten, what would you give it? Three. Three out of ten. So is that? The That's worst the interview we've seen. It's just crap, isn't it? I mean, there's nothing exciting oh, happening. Lower than the first TNA. Yeah. Ooh. At least the first TNA, oh. though. It had, the championship had match had some context to it. Do you know what I mean? They're aiming yeah. to, to get something going. I know that was crap, but it this... probably had less Jeff Jarrett as well. Yeah, and this was, just, <laughs> this was just crap. There was too many gimmicks in it. There was too much nonsense, too many people. It was overbooked. It's just crap. It's a three out of ten. I always think if you was trying to parody Vince Russo and create an overbooked pay per view, you wouldn't make some. You'd make something less overbooked than this. I was. He's parodied himself. Yeah. 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 Lou, WCW defender. What would you say? I, I thought it was interesting. I'm not going to go and say it's like an all time great pay per view, but I wasn't. It certainly wasn't the worst one I've got. I, some of the shows that we've reviewed, I've just got bored watching. I didn't get bored watching this. 
Really? Quality wise, uh, it wasn't did. as good. No, I think it's this is like, it's like if it was a movie, it would be like scary movie. Oh, no, it's like you know those cheap ripoffs that go on like Comedy Central, like epic movies, something like that, or like all the cheap parody movies. If like that, so it was it was entertaining for what it was. Like you knew going into it, it wasn't going to be very good. Some of the some of the pay per views we watched, like Capital Combat, I think at the time was a good show, but I just got bored watching. It. I just thought it was boring. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get bored by this. I think it's interesting to look at what it was like. The the backstage politics behind it, I found really interesting for this show. In fact, like I've probably done a lot more reading articles and listening to podcasts about this show than than most other shows. So I thought it was interesting to watch it in that in that sense. I'm not gonna say like go out of your way and watch it. There's, there isn't a standout match where I would tell you should definitely watch this. But I think because every segment was so short, it kind of kept my attention, other than to the main event, which I forgot to watch. Um, <laughs> but it was just, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't terrible. It's certainly not the worst one we've watched, I think, in that sense. Only, only, no, worst is like, it probably is the worst, technically. In terms of like me getting bored, I don't think it was the worst one that I've watched. I would... Um, it held my attention slightly more than others would. I'm on the side of Peter's. I thought this was the worst one we've watched. I would give it maybe a three and a half, four out of ten. Outrageous. You don't know your wrestling history. There was... I don't care about all that. I just want to watch a good show. Well, that's, that's the wise old head of the show. Yeah, I think I can, stuck I can in look the past. Nah. There were some matches on there that should have been good and they just was mediocre. And that's yeah. down to the wrestlers themselves rather than the booking. Yeah, I'm I'm glad we're not doing WCW next week. <laughs> we're not? No, we're not, are we? No, we're not. We're so, doing a, a spin-off of WCW next week. Yeah, we just talked about it. Next week, we're doing WWE, Great American uh, Bash 2007. So I was it, I'm assuming this would be a SmackDown-only show. Great American no, Bash I think this is when they had them as buff. Oh, was, uh, it? was it? Yeah. And that's next week. I've never seen it. Peter, have you seen it? Never seen it. Lou, have you seen it? I don't think I have, but I've heard very good things about the, the Lashley and Cena uh, main event. Lashley's last, which ended up being Lashley's last match. Yeah, Lashley's like, last long, match. Yeah. He got so injured. He got injured, and then I think his last pay per view match. He might have got injured in the match on Raw, and then disappeared. Might, and then he, got, then he got released at the end of the year. This might be the first time that we've all seen the pay per view that none of us have watched. Then, so it'll be quite interesting to see how we all take it. Yeah, I, I read the reviews, yeah, and I feel like I have seen a lot of it, but I just don't remember the main event at all. So I might have watched it. Well, we'll find out next week. So the week after, we're going to do something a bit different. We're doing our first non-pay-per-view. So it's a weekly show. We're going to be covering Raw 1000. Lou, did you watch Raw 1000? No, I didn't. I don't know why. I think I was at uni. I didn't have Sky. Right. I'm, I'm presuming that was why. Yeah, I don't know why I didn't yeah. watch it. But I know that it's got the Cena catching his money in the bank in the event ahead of time, doesn't he? It is. Eight years I, eight I know years. The, I know The Rock is involved. I imagine there's a lot of big stars involved. Yeah. Oh, did I did I watch it? I guess we'll find out in two weeks' time. Yeah, it was uh, 2012, so eight years ago. Say, Peters, did you watch it eight years ago? Have you seen it since? I've never watched it. I know this was my selection. I just felt as though it was quite a special thing to, to cover, really. To have a thousand episodes of a weekly TV program seemed pretty landmarks. So I thought, well, I'll put it out there. And, but I've never seen it. Yeah, well, I wonder what they're up to now. Does anyone know? Well, how many how many rows have there been now? What what how many years ago was that? Eight years ago. Eight. So there'll be about fourteen hundred, I think. Oh, oh wow. Good, yeah. Just thinking, just thinking. What's fifty? Yeah. Yeah. And just uh, looking at it now, so it's three hours long. Six million viewers. Wow. 
Which I did kill for that, wouldn't I? <laughs> yeah, I think they kill for about six hundred thousand now. Wouldn't they? <laughs> yeah, Christ. So that'll be so. Yeah, next week, Great American Bash Show Seven. Week after that, Raw One Thousand. Uh, Lou, where can we find you? Social media. Um, at Lou Markham and Inst- <laughs> <said> Facebook. No, <laughs> on Facebook, on uh, Instagram and Twitter. So just oh, if you can't remember and, that, and now Twitch. And Twitch as well. If you can't remember that, just search for Dave Meltzer and um, have a look at the guy arguing with everybody in the comments. <laughs> and you found him. Terry Peters, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at RL92 and Tez Peters. You can yes. find me on Instagram at I RL92. Was, I thought you was Belnish on Twitter, no? Oh, shit, I am, aren't I? You even know where he is. You're the absolute clown. You can find me at Bell Nation on Twitter or Tez Peters. On Instagram, you can find me at RL92 and on YouTube at Bell Nation and twitch.tv forward slash Bell Nation, where we got promoted last night with Dolly's Town. You can find me and Lou in the comments. Or you can find me in the comments. You can find Lou in the comments every half hour. When he comes up <laughs> every ten minutes after his band's expired. You can find me on Twitter as at the Ross M. Follow Wrestling Around as a whole on Facebook. We are Wrestling Around. Twitter and Instagram. We are at Wrestling Around. W R E S Around. If you've got any requests, any questions, or anything, then uh, have a let us know on social media or email us yeah, at wrestlingaroundoutlook.com. It's wrestlingaroundoutlook.com. Just listen to the fucking show first before you... Yeah, before you go making... We're all inclusive, this family. rest of their own family. We're not making any names. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Follow us on YouTube. Uh, We've got clips of the show and lockdown looks like it's ending soon, so we should be able to ramp that up. It ended three weeks ago, what you're on about. Oh, did it? Everyone goes out, didn't it? I'm sorry, I, I don't want to die. <laughs> so. Well, you can go to work, but don't go to work, but use public transport, but don't use public transport. I mean, there's your guidance. Yeah, and while you're doing that, wear a mask, if, unless you're not wearing a mask. And while you're also doing that, listen to wrestling around. Yeah, listen to wrestling around. So hopefully soon we'll be able to ramp that up, do a YouTube channel. But we've got, um, so far we've got at least one uh, YouTube-only show, TNA's Fest. Uh, first episode, show, impact. Uh, impact first episode of Impact. So go look at that and like, subscribe, and share. Uh, <laughs> oh, he did it wrong. <laughs> that one on purpose, just a wild man. <laughs> Do all the good stuff. Share the love. Give us a review. I'm pretty sure Luna Vachon's going to join us at some point. <laughs> give us a review. Tell us why you love it. But yeah, that was Bash at the Beach 2000. Do yourself a favour and don't watch it. Just listen to this podcast instead. <laughs> if you've got yourself a spare couple of hours, go back and listen in the archives. There's bloody loads of stuff. So thank you, Lou. Thank you, Terry, for joining this week. Thank you. And thank you, everyone, for listening. And we shall see you next time for WWE Great American Bash 2007. <laughs> 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.